0: a podcast pulverizing episodes of the walking dead universe sometimes we give you news sometimes we make you laugh but most times we go deep i'm your host david cameo and i'm here with cosimum 9 rachel burt and survivors to remember bridget ex prophecy girl on twitter and date my first rodeo on instagram it's good to have you <laughs> back everybody i'm always happy when i see your faces <laughs> laughing
1: i'm just remembering sharing intro on thursday and Bridget.
0: And
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Bridget and, just,
2: then, and Bridget. Uh, she's this, like, I forgot she just your socials. She's so- stopped talking.
0: <laughs> and th- no, there was like a dead silence. It was like it I was I don't fantastic. Wanna, you have no socials in my book. <laughs> it's <was> fine. <laughs> who, it who cares awesome. Bridget? Who cares Bridget? <laughs> see see, she pulled a Who Cares Bridget too. Okay. <laughs> she did.
2: She did. I'll have you know I'm at sixty followers now on Twitter, so, what? Woo. so. Woo.
0: Steady Watch growth. Out that's that's how you know people love you on
2: the way gonna break the internet it is not anyone who listens to this like they're like no thanks not her
0: (laughs) then they're they're useless and stay with bridget but watch the show we're gonna talk about fear the walking dead's 13th episode of season 7 titled the raft before we continue, I want to say something that we were saying before the show started. It's going to sound like we don't like this episode as, she, as Rachel's. Rachel, <laughs> just Rachel, I'm pointing at her. Rachel said this, not me. I'm kidding. No, but all of us are kind of going to say things. Yeah, we're going to pick at things today. But truly, though, I did like this episode. A mark of a good episode is when you do and say things in the episode that basically make complete sense. There's nothing to pick apart. There's no underlying. What does this mean? What does that mean? If you can walk away from an episode like that and be like, "Well, I guess there's nothing more to say." It's pretty black and white, cut and dry. And that's. I was afraid that was the last episode. Sunny Boy Seven Twelve. But should we sure found things to talk about? Maybe we'll even do it in this episode. But I was satisfied with this episode. There were some very clear sticking to some characters and not moving. I had to say, I really, really enjoyed the Sherry and Dwight subplot a lot. We focused on that heavily. There's some really good emotional beats from Sherry herself. I mean, obviously, and Dwight. I mean, he hit some good high notes here and there too. Because I usually have that critique, like, eh, it's Dwight, you know, mm, a little dumb. But like, I, and I, and I was conscious Poor of that. Dirty boy. I was conscious of that, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty smart, Dwight. You know what? I'll take that, Dwight. <laughs> You're, you're you're good, egg.
2: I am gonna end up saying mean things today, and I don't like that. Don't make me do this.
0: Not my fault. Fear
2: the Walking Dead. You paid well, good
0: money to to say mean things.
2: I did. <laughs> <laughs> <On the show. laughs> Spicy uh, Bridget. <laughs> I did enjoy the episode, actually. Now I did walk away from it without much to say about it, and I guess that's okay sometimes too. Not everything can be like oh, here's all these deep philosophical questions and blah. Like, it can't all be like that all the time. It would be way too heavy can't and I would it? not be interested. <laughs> Just but one thing, Dave. <laughs> this actually felt like a normal episode to me. This did not feel like a bottle episode, which I was very happy about. There was more than one storyline showcase. We saw several different characters. So I was like, are we finally out of the realm of the COVID situation where they only could have certain people on screen at a time like a certain number but that's not true pretty good
0: about they were still under protocol but if you watch the the episode or insider
2: it's like yeah it's like they got better at doing it or the number is higher yeah (laughs) i don't i don't know but it was nice to see the characters interact with each other it wasn't just dwight and sherry because i think Mm -hmm. that would have been kind of a a bit much for this storyline to be just them in this one episode so i was glad to see other characters and see some other pieces
0: although you say that and yet it really kind of was mostly Dwight and Sherry which is a mark of a good bottle episode
2: (laughs) there you go I didn't feel like it was a bottle episode and it still was so keep doing that whatever that was keep doing that because I want more of that I want more of this as a normal show again
0: yeah, a lot of people don't like bottle episodes to begin with. Anyway, no,
2: I mean if we're doing an anth- like an anthology style series is completely different. Like that, I enjoy. Like uh, Creepshow.
0: Well, like a completely like Greg Nicotero's Creepshow. Yeah, Twilight I like Zone. That. Like,
2: it's, right, like our one limits. episode, we're done. We're moving right, on from the storyline. Right. Like a that, I enjoy. One, yeah. I do not enjoy this. I'm trying to tell one little piece of the puzzle. In each episode,
0: using anthology style storytelling. I should say,
2: can be done extremely well. This is just maybe not the show for that. So
0: I'm agreeing with you 100%. I just think it could be done. But I think we are trained through The Walking Dead. We're not regulated or attuned to that type of storytelling because of The Walking Dead.
2: Maybe, but like I'm really looking forward to tales. And that's.
0: Well, that's, but that's told in in a complete anthologized sort of. Yeah. Storytelling, so so you know what to expect when you're coming from The Walking Dead. It's like I can take a lot of this. I can't take two seasons worth of this.
2: Yes, that's a lot. I think I've I've reached my limit.
0: Yeah, I think everybody has. Yeah, even me to a certain degree.
1: I'm over the anthology style episodes. It worked for season six. I understand why they did it, but I'm I'm ready to move on from that. So great job, you guys! Fantastic, wonderful. Let's move on now.
0: I feel like you've said this every episode.
1: Come on. Right? Let's do. Let's do the war. Like, come on. Let's do it. Let's get to <laughs> and it. And hike. Even though you're going to hear me get really nitpicky, I did enjoy the episode. I liked that it looked like Sherry was backsliding, but then we find out she's not. She has completely different motives. So that I thought that was a nice twist because I did want to be pissed at her at first, like really. And then I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Are um, you going to be
0: annoying I, Sherry right from season six? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's what you yeah. mean. But. Sh- but she's not. She's not. She didn't backslide. Like Bridget said, I I, was, I like how we saw more characters this, this episode, even if one of those characters was Morgan. But I Morgan didn't annoy the piss out of me this episode. He actually didn't. He shut the fuck up. He let Alicia kind of say her pee. Like we even I, I wanted to write it down and I didn't. But we even see Alicia sort of mansplain a certain thing to Morgan at one point. And I'm like, yes, get him, girl. So that was nice, too.
0: Kind of pent up kind of thing.
1: A little bit, a little bit. I'm sick and tired of Morgan mansplaining everything to all the other characters, especially the females, because we don't need it. Shut up, Morgan. But I also like how the characters that we did see were Alicia and Morgan, obviously, and and baby Mo. But the first thing we see is Sherry unfold this raft in which, like, that's sort of the ending point. Like, we see these two storylines because they merge at the end and come together. and that Yeah. So I I like that. I did like the episode as a whole. Even though you're going to hear me say some pretty nasty things about it. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Let's start with the sweet before we get to the sour.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Let's speak about technical things that I know you'll enjoy. Yes. Did you notice that there were some interesting walkers this episode and some walker sequences? I was very pleased to see some of the variations in in the walkers themselves, especially in the My Clearing scene. Gross. Jaws like kind of almost falling off but not quite enough to look (laughs) awesome but then the eyes are intact so they're like looking directly into the camera which is the maya's perspective and like coming closer and closer and you're like ah what's gonna happen it's friday it's the day after friday the 13th which is today it's like ah and then boom got him sherry okay cool (laughs) but then the very next sequence is one of the one of the walkers that is following Morgan falls down and then it gets his head squished. I thought you especially. Sh- sh- uh, yes. Wow. Right. Ra- Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. Rachel. Burke Would okay. love that We're the very same much. Person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Krashen, Krashen, very much. Rachel. <laughs> you have that stuff all over. And then especially when you get down to the bunker, there's just I love mayhem. Mayhem with walkers in tight enclosed spaces. Ooh, I don't want to be there. So I'm glad you are whoever you are of strands of Rangers.
1: (laughs) Better you than me. How far ahead is the walking dead in relation to where we are at in fear right now?
0: Ooh, I can't say a question. I want to say six years. I thought it was five. I thought it was five for some reason. I think they're further along because of the time jumps we've been having in season six and seven. Okay. So it's safe to say.
1: So is it safe to say that Maya's son, Marco that she's looking for is not, our Marco on The Walking Dead.
0: Oh, that's an interesting question.
1: Oh, I
2: would love that. But oh, but also I hate that. I don't think
1: the timing would work out because she says Why it's been a few months. Well, because she says it's been a few months since she, she has seen him. And I think Marco has been at Hilltop for years at, at the point that we meet him.
0: Well, you have to account for this. Two years, another half a year. Then we have the six year time jump mm-hmm. where we see Marco. I could say that it could be. It's a very slim chance, but it could be. Why and how not? sad
1: is that? How sad yeah. is that? Because we just saw, we Him. just, just saw what happened to Marco.
0: Yeah, just now. at the, Well, and you know, if you're gonna do in the last final season of The Walking Dead, eh, it's allowed, I guess. Yeah.
1: And I'd like to think that Maya's not looking for a child, a small child. It's her son, but I don't, I didn't picture a 10 year old. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Although, pictured like how, a teenager, at least. Was, yeah, yeah, how old do you think Marco
0: is by the time he goes? He ca- 17, I mean, 18?
2: I think Gustavo could
1: easily pass as like between eighteen and twenty-seven. Anywhere in there, I think would be a safe <laughs> range.
0: Expected to go that high. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going sure, sure. to say seventeen to twenty-four. If let's say we are six years in, which means we're somewhere still in the middle of that time jump. I mean, it's conceivable. I suppose it's conceivable, not likely, but conceivable. Not
1: likely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'll go on the low end and say, let's say he's even 16. And Mm. of course there's a little bit of time since we first meet him or maybe even 15, there's a little bit of time when you first meet him to when he goes. So it's like maybe two years, year and a half, two years. So then he is 17 or he is 19. Let's play with those numbers. Cause he's gotta be like a teenager and the high end. Maybe I would even say, let's say 18, whatever. So let's say three or four years past 1814, Marco's a 14-year-old kid or a 12-year-old kid. That's still a boy. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's in the realm of possibility. I mm-hmm. think it would be really cool. It's very rare when a, when a character shares the same name, even across the universe.
1: It is not that rare. I have a a whole list of recycled names that are used across the universe, and so my ears are always hearing repeated names. I was not going to let that go.
0: <laughs> okay. I I figure it doesn't happen often enough, though, does it? To be like, oh, who cares about names?
1: I have a very extensive list of repeated names across the universe. We're talking all three shows. So you might hear a name on The Walking Dead that appears on World Beyond or Hmm. a name on Fear the Walking Dead that shows up on Walking Dead. But there are several that show up that are repeated on Walking Dead. For example, Duncan is... Someone that Herschel is keeping in his barn. And Duncan also shows up later as one of Maggie's people from Meridian.
0: Right. The uh, wardens. Apparently they do that's have just, a name.
1: That's just one repeated name.
0: But repeated names that could be the same person.
1: Oh, no. No, Very that's rare. not nearly that. No, 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 no. I'm just talking about the same names. Yeah. There are so many. You can, Usually when they repeat a so name, names. It's,
0: it's of somebody <laughs> who's died. So it can't be them at all. Like, okay. Like Roman uh, Romano. Yes. Died in World Beyond appears as one of the Commonwealth soldiers. Okay, definitely cannot be him. There's things like that. When it comes up that there is a name that does get repeated that isn't somebody we know isn't dead or gone or not Im- or not even like important, let's say. Because sometimes you're so background actor that it's just can't be... There's... Why would you do that even? I'm glad you asked the question because I kind of thought that. And then I thought, is it worth it? Oh, maybe. You never know. For all like the cast announcements that T-Walking D-Roll does... And this happens on occasion. (laughs) Sometimes they will say, oh, this actor is appearing on Fear of the Walking Dead in the next half of the season. And he'll go through all this list of names. Maya comes on screen, shows up for a couple seconds. See you later. He did the same thing with some of the people who, the Arnos people that end up on the submarine. Mm -hmm. Oh, this actor is coming. I was like, I don't care. It's like nobody important at all. But he may be. No, no, Jeffrey. No, it's. It's not that important. I respect the game, but like sometimes like he'll hype it up so much. (laughs) Like Mm. like,
1: might be a nice little misdirect on purpose though. Right? Like, like, Ooh, but really it's like,
0: but he knows, he knows (laughs) just as much as we do. He just, he just IMDB faster than me that one time, but but then had to hype it up. (laughs) Like I say this not to really poke at Jeffrey though. I like poking in general, but it's just more like, okay because it was in my head and then you see my on screen and it's it's cool like she's from a place I I like the fact that she's from a place that's clean and out of the way and that makes me think where was she where do you guys think she is or she was from I don't want from. to say
1: the obvious thing Padre? but I feel like it is the obvious thing no oh no I thought Charity the obvious thing Charity says the CRM is, Oh oh okay so maybe what I'm thinking is not the obvious thing she's wherever Madison is
0: I was sort of kind of thinking There's that Jasmine. as well <laughs>
2: Yeah, I assumed it was where Madison is from because I they need to tie they need a tie in. It's either that or so okay. So Maya's now at the tower, right? And Alicia and all of them are gonna storm the tower to use the radio. So they're gonna use the radio, and it was twenty miles out that she could hear it. So then, is Madison gonna hear Alicia's voice over the radio? And then that's
0: well, keep in mind it's twenty miles out over the water, so twenty miles to sea. That, that that antenna was able to reach too. Mm-hmm. So uh, just to give you a visual.
2: Maybe they live on a boat.
0: <laughs> the Abigail could well, be. Well, no,
2: I mean like in like those pirates from season one.
0: Like a freighter.
2: Oh, Jack. Yeah, how they like lived on boats and then because mm-hmm. then you're not on land, so there's not as much risk of walkers. Yeah, Jack
1: and his crew.
0: Yep. Yeah, Sharon, he's saying Florida possibly because Maya said she was on the on the boat for days Mm. they're they're on the Gulf of Mexico so Florida is the eastern rim of the Gulf they
2: were in Disney World (laughs) (laughs) oh my god do I want to see Disney World overrun by walkers yes oh my
1: god all the walkers wearing ears because they had them on when they died
2: yes
0: well there's (laughs) a there's a a flaw I don't because they'll never do this because you know most most of those walkers are going to be children so there'll be like a ton of children walkers Zombie well ghost. i mean it's a small I world mean, after all
1: if every child shows up with both parents though the adults may outnumber the children
0: but the, there's so many there'll be so many Yeah.
1: oh there will still be a lot of
0: But you can't walkers, not yes. look it's like you can't and you yeah. know the children walkers were the ones who turned first so they ate all the adult people <laughs> so it'll be mostly children walkers this is just me being like hopeful. In a sick to see
1: children walkers, walkers. See, It'll I can like say that because uh, they'll never do it. Cooties, they'll never do it. See,
0: so you'll, you'll get one Gus Walker, right? You'll, oh, it's good. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's kid. He's a Walker. How cute! But <laughs> not like an, an ocean oh, of children walkers
3: of, of dead children. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, Serenity <laughs> never never land. <laughs> like I'll never go there. Land. They
3: never grow up. <laughs>
0: yeah. Also, yeah. Good point.
3: I mean, I think it's a safe bet that it might be something Padre, Madison-y related. Mm. But yeah, I'm not sure. It might just go unexplained, like many things.
0: Right. I, I'm thinking that too. Oh, and Sharon just says Cuba. I was thinking more of South America too. Worth asking, because I only even thought that like, okay, maybe she could be... And it was some somewhere that was clean, but often people will want to change their, their circumstance because they think the their place is shitty, which is probably why... Maya left wherever she was, but she just happened to fall in a place that is far shittier. So so, sorry, Maya. (laughs) Sorry. Teddy did this. It's not my fault. Let's stick with Dwight and Sherry. Honestly, I don't have a roadmap for this subplot because it's pretty cut and dry. I don't have much to add. The twists and turns are explained in the episode quite nicely. I did like how they were able to kind of convincingly to me show why sherry is so cagey and dwight reacts perfectly in kind like the perfect amount of frustration and anger (laughs) but then also dialing it back where he needs to to be like you're only doing this because something's wrong so were were, were there any favorites that you had in that moment before i get to sharing comment like anything that you liked that jumped out at you
2: automobile (laughs) that was It was arguably one of the best moments of the episode.
1: I definitely got the vapors when Sherry finally blurted out that she thinks she's pregnant. And then there's that pause and we're we're all like, oh, how's Dwight going to react? And I expected him to be happy. I did. But but there was that moment where I'm like, oh, say something, dude. And then he's like, oh, and then you see him smile. And I'm like,
2: okay, he's happy. (laughs) There is something with that whole plot line that is drastically incorrect. So pregnancy tests, I've yep. taken a lot of them <laughs> because Beach number I'm one, Here trying is. to have yep. a baby. So there's a thing known as evap lines or evaporation lines, which means that you took the test threw it in the garbage and maybe dug it back out an hour later because you're a crazy person. And you felt like you just needed to double check to make sure that it was negative And suddenly it shows that it's positive. That is an evaporation line. And that is probably one of the number one issues in terms of like people getting a false positive. That's why they give you a specific time frame in which you're supposed to check the test. So yes. when she said I didn't check it yet, I was like, no, no 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 this is wrong <laughs> and then i in my head i was like well all right let me reel it in maybe it was a digital test which you can te- check later and it can still say that for a little while so maybe but no it wasn't it was a just a regular line test and it no no Dwight,
0: you are not a father
2: <laughs> i was yeah. i i was really upset yeah. by that and it's and it's one of those things where i'm like is there not a single woman on your writing team that said this is a thing. Well, it makes me wonder if they do this on purpose. Now my head is
1: spinning even more. Okay, first of all, they have to—they know how fucking crazy we are. You know, you have crazy fucking fans. Like, you know, we're going to call you out on this bullshit. So, could it have been on purpose? I don't know. Yeah, are she they not doing? Actually th- like, pregnant? are they giving us this? Fu- exactly. That's yeah. what I'm wondering. If if they're going to eventually find out that she's actually not pregnant, and here's why. But we're going to give you this moment and make you think. At least half of you are going to think she's pregnant. Anyone who's taken a pregnancy test is not going to be sold by this.
0: Well, and regardless of, of, of evaporation lines, it still could be that she is pregnant. Well, but, she, but could positive,
2: she could be. She could be. Your positive will stay positive right. on the test, yes.
0: Right. But right. Correct.
2: You're now at a 50, 50 percent chance that it's like either positive or it's an evaporation yeah. line. Right. So. I think you
0: go from like ninety seven point nine percent to all the way down to 50. But uh, what I like about the plausibility of this fact that it is her <laughs> doing this and she does get it wrong is that, you know, you guys are coming from a place of knowing what this means and what this is. You're late 30s, whatever, etc. But Sherry's had to grow up. In her twenties, wanting to have the baby for the first time in her late twenties, maybe early thirties, she doesn't know shit about this, so you can't really blame her for not seeing that this could be the result. So it's oh, I don't not, blame
1: Sherry for any of this, right? No, it's, so it's not, totally not like
0: a cardinal right. sin yeah. that she thinks that.
2: No, so, no, no. I just felt like it was. I felt like it was this a is writing. Like the writing was mistaken. This is a writing mistake. Yes. Unless,
1: again, unless gonna, it's unless intentional. Unless it's on purpose. Unless yeah. this is intentional. Yes. Which. I still, I mean, it could be, this could hate, be intentional.
0: I hate bringing in like our interviews into the room because, oh boy, but I have to. Okay. So in case you missed it and you might've, we interviewed Christina Evangelista on our podcast. I don't remember the episode number, but I will be having it on the screen, maybe a graphic and then it will definitely be in the blog now that I've mentioned it. In it, she yeah. had said, Sherry is going to have to deal with some very, very hard concepts or ordeals or trials in the season now I thought this episode was emblematic of some really digging deep sort of emotionally like trying to show that you're scared but you know trying not to show it to Dwight but you have to kind of show it to the audience I like that and then finally when she's finally confronted she's finally cornered she's like but I can't go to the radiated area I I just Dwight I think I may be pregnant that sort of thing right that was chef's kiss perfect a plus Mm -hmm. possible award winner I'm I'm a little cold and cold hearted on this front, <laughs> but I loved that moment because it would just show the right amount of, I just, but I can't, but Dwight, yeah. you know, I got to tell you this. Still not to me at that dealing with heavy issues sort of thing. Like it is a heavy issue, but what if she finds out all this, it's a reason to live for something. And then you find out later that she isn't pregnant or she finds out that she can't be pregnant. Cause my mind immediately went to like, Dwight's dead. Dwight's dying. Dwight's going to get off the show. Like my head. And I didn't want to say these things out loud, but like, so now that I don't hundred percent think that I do think that there may be something there with the pregnancy test. That seems a little bit more rough after all this, that this is what happens. Could it be because she read the pregnancy test wrong all along? She took another one and it's like, Oh no. And that would be heartbreaking. I don't know if that means that there's hope even after that or, but still that's hard after dealing with this episode, this good episode.
2: I would really hate opinion. that, though, if they did that a second time. We just did that storyline with Grace. So yeah. I would feel really yeah. like, and this is coming from someone who has oh. struggled with this stuff. Even I'm like, come on, guys.
0: That's a little different, though. isn't? Don't you think? Or I don't mean that she loses mm, the baby. I think it's in the
2: same
1: realm. It's very much but in the she was never same pregnant realm. to it's, begin with. It's too close. Too close for comfort.
0: But then it would be that mirror that we've been seeing. That mirror of season six. Not quite, but repeated theme. This is hell is a repetition sort of because it is kind of hell what they're going through. I mean, I'm not saying I would like it, I'm just saying they're uh, narratively speaking. It kind of makes sense. John Dory jr. Dies. Now John Dory senior dies for the same idea of, hope and second chances and then doing the right things for the right reasons let me let me read Sherry's these comments before i forget uh, sherry she says sherry annoyed me so much let's you know let's start blaming her sherry annoyed me so much <laughs> sherry annoyed me so much i mean i understand why she was pushing dwight away she was scared but i felt like they took her right back to the sherry we hate in season six she goes i liked christine's acting choices when sherry reacts to dwight's reaction and then going through the results (laughs) they're not accurate and dudes writing pregnancy stuff lol lol Dwayne and Sherry have the baby and then they die and Grace and Morgan take it for them and all of a sudden it looks just (laughs) like them and they name it Dueno (laughs)
1: like
0: Momo Dueno
1: (sighs) and
2: suddenly it looks like them
1: I am getting really sick and tired of everyone referring to Morgan and Grace as Mo's parents. Oh, no, no. Irritated. I'm not letting you get away with that.
0: Do you know why? Because you can't say that I know why. Then simultaneously say, oh, Michonne is Judith's mom.
1: Yeah, I can. Because Michonne has spent the years and time raising Judith. If we were 12 years in the future, then yeah, then I would be comfortable saying Morgan and Grace have become baby Mo's parents. But right now she's a baby of the village everyone is her parent right now
0: kind of like what we said about judith though for a while
1: for that matter even strand was like her parent even strand says her parents are dead but strand acted like a parent so why can't we throw him in there
0: i would like to remind everybody what grace went through to accept baby mo as her daughter or like the cries of her daughter like in was it uh, six hours second episode of season seven i think that was impactful enough i think she's earned her place as baby mo's mother mother after all that Mm. don't you think I nope. Like, no, nah, I don't like the season. <laughs> no, nope.
1: nope. erased. Sorry, I and and I know it is one hundred percent because I love Bridget so much, but I'm not gonna let anyone forget Bridget that Mo is Rachel's Callie baby. Callie Canales
0: just to yes, put a button on it. Who played mm-hmm. Rachel on the show?
1: I'm not gonna let anyone forget that that is actually Rachel and Isaac's baby, not Grace and Morgan's.
0: So like Lori and Shane's baby. So we no, so we've are had you one this one of the-
1: conversation? Judith is Rick and Shane's baby. Lori was just the incubator. We've had this conversation.
0: I know we haven't. Oh my god! On the show at all. First of all, you can't just what? say we've had this conversation, but we've never had it on the show.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty. Sure
0: Our girl Bridget. We wait, Bridget's right there. So like, no, no, no. The other Bridget. Who? <laughs> See, sometimes you have to kind of explain. <laughs> to the you guys, Fair. I know, I know. Listen, I mansplain all the time, but it's not to mansplain. It's to be a podcaster. So apologies in advance if I sound like I'm mansplaining to you guys. It's okay, Morgan.
1: I mean, David. (laughs) He
2: likes that. (laughs) He likes that. Look (laughs) at him
0: smiling. There is nothing I... Yeah, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like the little stab, but then, you know, "Mm, I'm just going to release the knife slowly so it doesn't hurt that much. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh. I like, yes, of course. Okay, our girl, which I actually kind of wanted to bring up at the beginning of the episode to not to kind of illustrate that, you know, Isaac and Rachel are technically Mo's parents. I didn't really want to bring that up. But I like that this baby was in theory conceived throughout Ginny's reign, and then birthed outside of Ginny's reign. Like, okay, we want a chance at having a brighter tomorrow. The question was asked in the last episode, what is the point of even having a legacy if you, we can barely survive? Th- the question could also be asked, what's the point of even having children? And has been asked in series of various stripes, not just The Walking Dead. Sometimes it's like dramas where life is really hard and you live living in the big city and it's like, what's the point of having children in such a rough world? This is like the extreme case. What are children, if not legacies? What is even the point? But then Baby Moe's been shuttled across the series from season six throughout and then season seven. And I like that Baby Moe's had a journey in a sense. She's taken all the way to the end of season six where like, okay, she was in Eden, which we found out that's the name technically. Thanks, Jenna. (laughs) Check out the Jenna Elfman interview. She kind of blurts it out. We didn't understand what she was talking about at first. And then we figured it out later because we're dumb. Thank God we're dumb. (laughs) But Eden is the the dam settlement that Morgan builds to nestle everybody in this wonderful place that could be something of a future for everybody, especially for Nora's office people whom we don't know where they are. But then Adam and Eve were thrust out of the Garden of Eden and a nuclear bomb went off (laughs) and baby Moe is left wandering the wilderness with her found family. And I like that there's a continuation of that hope and of that legacy, but going off the heels of that, Sharon D had said in the last episode, how baby Mo in that little plastic container that, that June forcibly put the lid on. No, I'm kidding <laughs> to, for no air holes, but that looked like the basket from like, you know, the, the tales of the old Testament and Moses on the river Nile. It's getting sent down the river and finds his way to Pharaoh's family. Cause his family had to give him up because that's what the, Egyptians did but in this episode it's called the raft and at the end of the episode both Morgans go on the raft kind of like baby Moses to be shuttled to safety because they're not allowed to be here under Grace's requests which could be a bone that maybe somebody could pick Uh, not me essentially because I don't really care it doesn't bother me that much all of a sudden we get a a random okay nobody's gonna do this okay I'll do it (laughs) so all of a sudden at the end of the sunny boy (laughs) song grace seems to have enough time see i'm gonna be you guys grace suddenly has enough time to record a message to morgan morgan alert alert under my request please shuttle baby morgan away from here but i argue against nobody because whatever that it could be that grace and june have had this plan in motion for a long time to help whomever is going to storm the tower from their end too and so morgan it can't be you you need to take care of our baby, I'm gonna say it like that, just because <laughs> it's because you double speaking son of a bitch. <laughs> just like some people argue that it's possible that the showrunners are listening to the audience when it comes to let's say Morgan and let's say bringing back Madison. So maybe they're saying, well, maybe Morgan just needs to be off the show for a little while. It's let's cool his jets so that maybe when he comes back, everybody's like, okay, hi, how are you, Morgan? Where have you been? <laughs> what have you been up to? I'm not that mad anymore so maybe could it be just that could it be that the show owners are listening to the audience and like "Eh, maybe less morgan also do you have any problems with any of this grace's message morgan going off on the raft meaning like story wise do you find this i still find it kind of random i'll allow it like a judge but it's a little jarring isn't it i was actually kind
2: of happy because he's like i need someone to come take care of these walkers that i can take care of mo and then they show up and he's like i have to go save everyone and i was like oh not this shit again (laughs) like it's it's always got to be you you always got to do it and i get it it's part of your character because you couldn't save your wife and you couldn't save your son so now you got to save everybody else and blah 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 so i was kind of thankful that at the end it was like no this is your job now dude Go take care of this baby. If you're going to be a dad and this is going to be your baby, then go take care of your baby. So I was actually kind of happy with that decision.
0: For the same reasons, I am too. Because I've even said in the last episode, Morgan not doing the same thing Morgan would typically do. Oh, life is precious. No, not that, guys. (laughs) (laughs) and And of course, not exactly like that. But that's refreshing, A. B, it shows growth. And by the end of the episode, when Alicia says, it has to be me, And Morgan goes, I have to not be the one to try and save everyone. This is my job now. I am really a father to this child, (laughs) Rachel. (laughs) Or at least he's acting like one. And so this is my (laughs) responsibility. This is my responsibility. I
1: think think Morgan and Grace should uh, officially hook up before they start raising children together.
0: Oh, by the way, again, deja vu. Last year, we were complaining about this. First of all, they haven't said, I love you. And then I I had the whole French kissing during COVID. Like, how do they get away with it? And then I was like, so happy that they did. Finally. (laughs) I I love you. Right. Oh, and now I'm going to kiss you. Oh, my God. And then the world ended. (laughs) Don't kiss Grace ever again, please. (laughs) I don't know what else could happen. (laughs) Sharon Morgan is padre. Wouldn't that be something, too? It's like after... (laughs) Alicia's like, "I'm gonna be Padre. Follow me." Morgan's like, "Sorry, I just I stepped in it. I guess I'm Padre." <laughs> also, this that kid's, I'm the sense. Padre of this kid. <laughs> says, "I'd be so dumb. <laughs> I, I, meanwhile, I'd I'd write this podcast as like a dear Charity. It has been 25 years since our last podcast. <laughs> Morgan did something else that might have made you crazy had you continued to watch the show. I love you very much. I wish you'd come back to the show. <laughs> Signed, your friend David. <laughs> and she'd be like, holding it to her chest, be like, I still appreciate you, Dave. I don't appreciate this show anymore.
2: <laughs> I'm glad you did like a Shawshank voice for that. In- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> my, my dearest Sharon D. <laughs> Life in the clink is hard. (laughs) The clink meaning Morgan doing something else.
3: (laughs) The whole like Morgan disappear thing, it all just feels a bit forced for me. Oh, I'm not going to go, but I'm going to go. And I'm going to go on this like life raft, even though we don't know how far the radiation stretches. And yeah, it all just feels like a little bit forced, but like, so do a lot of things this season. It's almost like you got, you got to just allow it.
0: But yeah, there's so many things that are forced. That nah, why not?
3: Right. <laughs> you, why, but, why not have another one?
0: But like, you have to acknowledge it, right? That's the only reason why I brought it up. It's like, but but my question really is, is it forced because maybe the show owners are listening to the audience or?
3: I don't think Morgan leaving, in terms of leaving the group, is going to mean he's going to be away from the show. I think we're still going to see lots of Morgans. I don't think Morgan's going anywhere. If anyone was thinking that. <laughs>
0: right because some of the some of twitter even said things akin to oh does this mean finally first of all morgan get out of my face but second of all does that mean he finally goes back to alexandria because he kind of mentions in the show that uh left a bunch of people back home i don't, he didn't say home but and it never sa- really sat right with me just like we did in season four when he was saying this to alicia <laughs> it's like well, you could come back with me. Everybody, suddenly, like, just, oh, Morgan's coming back to the walk and Or on the movies or whatever.
3: That that was, that was my fault on my first watch-through, but then on my second watch-through, I was a bit more like, oh, he's just oh, really? probably gonna go... Yeah. He, I was like, on my second watch-through, I was like, nah, he's, he's, he's not gone. And obviously, like, if he was gone, I feel like they would have said more about it.
0: Or, if he's gone, he couldn't help it, and it's impossible for him to come back, which... Of course, it would be a repeating theme in the Walking Dead universe, Heath, Rick.
2: I really liked that he referenced our group, that he was like, it never sat right you with me. You mean my group? Yeah, <laughs> your group, Dave, sure. Wait, was? I just liked that he said yeah. that it never sat right with him because it never sat right with me either. You left these people who really care about you and the fact that we've only gotten like two mentions this entire time has always really kind of bothered me and I get it there's like all of this other stuff going on and I get that but that was your family member you just left them and and you just ran your way to Texas apparently I'm supposed to believe is what <laughs> happened. And
0: and I'm just like, it was more like a C two five K. He kind of like walked and then he ran and then he walked a little bit. No, ran. that's not what
2: actually happened. It was a montage. <laughs> I, know. I, I know, no, no, but, It's just funny. But I was really thankful for that little piece. And so maybe it is a little bit of the writers hearing the fans and being like, he left and he never said anything. He said to John, let's all go back. And then that hurricane hit. And then that was the end of that.
0: Then a bomb went off. Then. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. I will say that we have said on this show, not you, because you weren't existing in my life. But when season four rolled and how sad around, your
2: life was before me, Dave.
0: <laughs> I've said that though, so <laughs> in your face, you are loved. But on the, on this podcast, when we finally covered Fear the Walking Dead, which was season four, one of the things I had said was how apparent it was that Morgan was, for lack of a better word, more appreciated. Among this group than he was back at Alexandria or Georgia, I guess, where he was originally from. And I always appreciated that because we would cite all these examples of how Rick fucked him. Rick fucked Morgan a lot in the series. Broken promises, dragging him into situations that weren't healthy for him, lying to him, all this stuff. And so... I was thinking to myself, why not this group? Why not this John Dory fella who is kind of like a Rick, but not at all like Rick in terms of like, oh, you could see him as he's the lawman that Rick could never be after the apocalypse fell. And then, well, later, but I was like, oh, there's no better place for Morgan to be than with our group. He makes sense on this show way more than he ever made sense on the on The Walking Dead as far as like maybe getting some sort of better life. Every time he was around a group, he just deteriorated. He left with Eastman, found some peace, he healed him, comes back to the group, I'm all fucked up again. (laughs) Like, whatever. So I I just wanted the acknowledgement that it is a bit weird and jarring, and, like, it it felt like it was just dropped in for him to do that out of nowhere. Like, because you could always retroactively say, oh, Grace said this, or a letter was written among my pack to do, with instructions on how to, wait, what? This is random. (laughs) But... One of the great results of doing that, something I just mentioned earlier, was them both acknowledging this is not something I would normally do. I don't want to have to leave you guys in the midst of this conflict. Well, hey, guess what? I don't really want to have to be the one to have to confront Strand because he was my friend and it's hard. And so we're both doing these hard things that we wouldn't normally do. And that saved it for me because I like the duality. And also I like that you like Bridget that he was taking care of his kid for once and being that and being that father figure.
2: Well, I'm seeing a lot of making up for past mistakes in this season.
0: Yeah, because we talked a lot about retreating, falling back to lick your wounds and stuff like that. And so when I see Alicia and Morgan actually do the opposite of licking their wounds, they're going forward rather than backward. It's not just enough to lick your wounds to come back. They're like Nah, B, let's, we can't do this licking wound shit. We've grown too much as characters or we've done too much regressing as it is. Now we're going to go forward. We're going to, we can't, we have no choice here. Now we're going to be put in situations where we have no cover, we're vulnerable, but we have to do what we have to do. Just that sudden narrative. Why are we going here? What, why, why, what for? That's why. Where do you think Alicia's at right now? And how do you feel about her character right now in the moment?
3: I feel like we're getting Alicia that's, going in the right direction now we've had very much like ropey alicia i'm sick in episode nine and now it feels like you know we're getting some actual momentum going as much as i don't need alicia to be the main character maybe she's gonna like step up and take the lead while morgan's out
0: did you feel like that, that that was happening in that scene with morgan near the end or at the oh, end
3: yeah definitely it definitely felt like it was like a transition of power but not like power power like like the, the show power
0: Right, like a, like a Passing the Torch. Yeah. Did you feel like the emotions that ran through that episode were more Alicia Denham Carey and Lenny James? I got this, yeah, like, tickle. Not yeah, I just felt like I got this tickle. Because like, if it is the characters, it really validates some of the things I've said about them. That there is a sort of, almost like a fatherly-daughterly sort of relationship that we've seen from season four till now. And I'm just as fine with either idea, but like... I kind of saw Lenny James and Alicia Debenham carry for a sec for just a hot sec. Like, what if that's it? And what if we don't see Morgan for the foreseeable future? Then that oh, we're would
3: definitely we're definitely seeing Morgan. OK, I agree. Okay,
0: Wait, why do you say that, though? We just
3: are like, it's just going to happen.
0: Like, I was going to say, do you know something I don't? <laughs> if,
3: they were, like, if he was like leaving for like a sizable amount of episodes, they would they would tell us. Would they? Would yeah. they?
0: No. Well, let's go around the room. What do you think about that?
3: He might be gone for like maybe three, three max.
0: Ooh, well, that's oh, a only lot of episodes. Three
3: left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm oh, um, two max. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll show up right at the end of sixteen. <laughs> no, no, I think I think he'll he'll be in the end of fifteen or like in sixteen. Yeah.
0: So at least skip like, one episode, if not two. He might.
3: Yeah, I think he's gonna stick. Skip one episode. I'd be surprised if he's in the next
0: one. All right, Sharon, you're gonna but, be yeah. in those episodes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Also she says Alicia was in this episode. Could have fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but what, do you guys feel the same way as Jasmine? Think Morgan might not show up for a couple of a couple of episodes or at all this I feel, season?
2: I feel like um, maybe he'll be gone till either the end of the season or maybe even the beginning of next season. I think we'll see him in 716.
0: Wow. Okay. He's like a classical musician player. He'll be he'll be Bach. Okay.
1: Hey, can, can we Why do since I Kind of we're like talking about Alicia and Morgan. I need I need help clarifying something, so I'm bringing it to you guys. Morgan's leading the walkers away, and then that car explodes, and he's like, "Oh no, the Rangers are here!" But Alicia's like, "No, it was me." Does she have like a secret rocket launcher somewhere? What is what happened there? What happened there? A bottle of alcohol. Put the cloth. Oh, she it, just has perfect aim. Lit it, it on fire. <laughs> brew it from a hundred yards away. She just has perfect
2: aim. No, that <laughs> car that blew up was a Pinto, and she just. Tapped oh. it and it just exploded because that's what they she wasn't anywhere near it. That's my beef. No, I she know. wasn't anywhere near it. It was it was a little ridiculous. I too was like, did she have a rocket launcher? <laughs> yeah. And if right? so, where is yeah. it? Yeah, it was guys, it was weird. It was guys, weird.
0: Let me give you the ridiculous answer before I give you what it could be or could not Kay. be. Guys, you don't know the extent of her of her funky ass claw hand. Oh
2: she God. can convert
0: <laughs> it into a rocket launcher, oh, okay? Facts. Has, hashtag what facts, I pictured right it's
1: kind of what I pictured yeah Molotov Malco-
0: cocktail <laughs> wouldn't have an explosion how do you know that Dave thrown one <laughs> I was a teenage boy what, what do you want we wanted to see what would happen it doesn't make it first of all that big an explosion that Morgan would go bah! so but what yeah. could it what well, could it hit, have been if it
3: hit a car engine you know
0: oh I don't know I think that would have that would have run its course with it being so close to the to the impact. <laughs> the, the nuclear impacts i think all the cars would have blown up just from the pressure uh the the, con- the concussive force but, and all, and if not that all the gasoline would have been emptied because of the pressure in the canister let's say it's kind of like when or if have you ever heard of and concuss- like
1: evaporation
0: well from the gasoline being exposed it would evaporate in the atmosphere mm. anyway after so many mm. months obviously the weapons cache didn't come until after the episode where alicia goes away i can't tell you what it was Okay, I could just tell you what it wasn't. First of all, it wasn't her damn arm. Okay, I'm sorry about yeah, that. No. <laughs>
1: no.
0: Nope. But See, now, this it's, is now it's in your head beat. though. Exchange bone arm for rocket launcher. <laughs> 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 what is she, a,
3: she? She like she takes Wonder
0: it off twin? like the way you said that. No, it's like an yeah. anime. It's like nuclear blast. Oh <laughs> boom. god! You know. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Okay, I was once a little boy. I know it's hard to believe. <laughs>
1: Well, I, but again, like it has no zero impact on the story, no, it but doesn't. it was just like one of those things like, mm, really guys?
0: Well, at least That's you get why, I, I suppose, even though it doesn't make that much sense, right? It was close by him and seems like it would lead the walkers closer to it. So many bones to pick, but that wasn't the one. The how didn't matter as much as wait, why? It could have been over there to steer the walkers away from Morgan, but it was still kind of near him. That's that was my mm-hmm. bone. I was my- like, well, all right.
2: My second favorite line came out of that scene, though, of the episode. Morgan slams her up against the car, and then he's like, Alicia. And she goes, what the? And for some reason, it really just got me. I was like, she really said, what the? Just then, what the? And the way she delivered it was... It was, you just have to go back and watch it. It was funny. It was really funny.
0: (laughs) Why is the first question, what the? It'd be like, no, that makes sense. I snuck up on you. That's my bad. (laughs) That's what she should have said. Yeah, I know. It's like,
2: no, (laughs) you snuck up on him. Like he has every right to put a knife to your throat. Like you live in the
0: apocalypse. Uh, So Sharon, says, that was a mirror of when Alicia almost hit Morgan with the airplane propeller in 501. Oh, I like that. I like that answer. (laughs) Did Morgan say, What
2: the? (laughs) What the?
0: If Charity goes yes, I'm going to shit right now But don't say yes just to say yes You have to be real, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Charity says that I don't pay attention to what Morgan says (laughs) Well now First of all You were like nonplussed about Morgan for the longest time Now you're like, I hate a bitch (laughs) Like Ever since the tower scene I think, no, was it earlier than that? Yes, yes, it was It was was in season 6 It was JD
2: 613 yeah, I liked that Alicia gave her her weapon, but that was really like the only other thing that I wanted to mention. I liked that it was like a passing off of a torch for some reason, Well, kind of like yeah. Morgan. So yeah. well, she was like shedding the old Alicia, kind of like I don't need Moving that anymore. Forward.
0: Also, hey, bad she's ass got a hand. better
2: version
1: of that weapon now. <laughs> what does she need it for? It's like kind what of do the you same thing. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, 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 that's just selfish. No, she, she'd
1: be like double fisted if she had that weapon. Like cha 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 cha.
0: <laughs> Alicia McToonives, Charity. <laughs> Let's talk about Wes for now and then maybe we'll go back to Alicia and Morgan. Something I had said in the last episode. Just like throwing it out there because it has to be said sort of thing. Because I didn't really think it would happen. But the way he was kind of going throughout the episode. First of all, he says things that that make me think certain things, but just the way he looked, kind of with contempt in almost every scene, got me thinking like, ooh, replacement Howard. Ooh. Oh, those dirty rats! Like just that face, like, ooh. like every time he got thwarted by by Scooby and all his friends. It's funny, but it oh also God. concerned me.
1: Yeah, they even gave him this hilarious, campy, villainous cape to wear.
2: <laughs> oh. He's that just he's like so he's hard. like shaking his fist in the air, like foiled again. <laughs> <laughs> darn you kids. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and, that, and that dog too. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, wait. We have to do a gut check because Jasmine, do you do you know what we're talking about? Oh I was hoping oh. maybe. Scooby Doo. Oh no. Scooby Dooby Doo?
3: I
1: don't know I know what Scooby
3: Doo is. I oh, okay.
0: I just don't wow, to our, pers- yeah. our impersonation just wasn't good enough.
1: <laughs> we just we just weren't accurate enough. Yeah. That's, okay, what they okay. don't. That's what they'd. That's what all the bad guys would say. You, do you meddling kids. I, I get away with, away with it if it, it. It. it wasn't
0: for your meddling it kids. not you. It... Yeah. Right. And <laughs> I... Oh, right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean.
3: Okay.
0: Mean, good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> no. <Whew>, there's some <laughs> things you just kind of have to know, <laughs> or else we look. And because first of all, we don't want to. And I'm being serious right now. We don't want to put you in a situation where you're just going to go along with, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm like, oh, but do you, though? Because <laughs> we don't want to feel like we're excluding you from the conversation. That's why I do it. I know it's an opportunity to laugh, but at ourselves mostly, by the way. Oh, we're that old. <laughs> but, you know, we like you, so we want to include you. So remember when we used to call, when Sharon D Mostly used to call Strand, Strando yes. Kind of. Wes kind of looked more like... Like Lando K- 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 Car- 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 Riss- what is his last Cal- name?
2: Cal- Rissian. Cal- Cal- Rissian. thank Rissian. you. Cal-
0: On Star Wars. <laughs> what do you make of this?
2: Did. Well, okay, one, I actually really loved his, when he was like reintroduced as like Bad West. And he um he rolls up and he, know, he knows all about your code. And then he delivers that line about how I killed my brother for the the fantasy that you were selling me and you don't even believe in the bullshit you preach. That line was so good because I was like, you know what? They've had their moments of not really following through on the things that they tell everyone that they're hopeful for because, you know, something gets in the way or, or family comes first or, or whatever. And I kind of am like, You're right, Wes, in this moment, like you killed your the only remaining family you had in the world because you believed so much in these people and then they
0: disappointed you. Let's even drill down on that further, right? Because, yes, that's true. And of course, the Enders are crazy. But he first of all, let's ignore the fact that it's possible that his brother may have tried to kill him along with all his friends, because even he's like. Maybe even convinced that that wasn't the case, because he even says, maybe I should have thrown in with my brother. Meaning, he's dismissed that at this point. He's so far into, I'm a bad person, that he's like, well, at least I'm living my truth. I'm a bad person. I'm with bad strand. Woo woo woo, whatever. So, fine, let's ignore that. He kills his brother because he killed some of the friends that helped save him, along with the ride. From that convenience store, right, where they find him, Strand and Alicia, Mm. almost getting eaten by walkers, obviously being fucked with by Logan at one point, getting his bike shot up and all that stuff. And then he gets a return, just like the the girl that they saved earlier, whatever. So Janice. Jan- Janice yes but there was a girl previously too right that <laughs> oh, Logan her. Yeah, didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. get but that's what I was referring didn't to mostly to. right yeah because so, the return part yeah so he throws in with these people he finds his brother again It's somebody he's talked about throughout those seasons uh, five and six and then he ends up having to kill him and so that whole part aside where it's possible that Derek could have killed him like of course he's feeling like this He's like, wow, you guys saved me and then showed me the possibility that we could all together help save others, help ourselves while helping others. And it was all a lie. You guys are ready to throw each other under the bus at at a moment's notice. But isn't that typical for A, Wes? Because something I've said about Wes also is that when we even first meet him and then kind of sort of throughout, he's kind of like, what are all you people doing? You are, you're ridiculous. Why are you ridiculous? You're all extra. I'm fine. Okay. Whatever. I like surviving, but he's always said it. He's always told it like it is kind of like from our point of view, this guy with the Mitch uniform and you with the, what's this flash suppressor sword. Can't you just get a normal sword? You you dumb idiot. And like, he'll say things like that. So why not say it like it is to to these folks? Oh, the code, right? You're so dumb and ridiculous. Why are you guys dark horses? What? Okay. Okay. I'm just with this guy who's also extra granted, but whatever. You guys are even dumber because you're out here. <laughs> you should have just taken his offer. Okay, fine. I just find it that it's so telling that he does these things and he says these things because he's always been like that. But but now that he's with Strand, kind of like we said about John Dory Sr., is this place changing him? Is he starting to become extra? Because we said like the meddling kids and the, the look on his face and
2: Well, a cape alone is an extra piece of clothing, I think everyone could argue, is not a common piece of clothing to wear in this day and age. It Uh,
0: looked like a a modified raincoat. A cape is a A real
2: statement. It's a real
0: statement. That's what Paul said, right? That's that's a statement, right? That's what he said about Leisha's arm. (laughs) His bony arm. Oh. Yeah. I think it's
1: going to be real easy for Wes to place the blame on our group for him killing Derek. Just like he said, I killed my brother and you don't even believe your own bullshit. I think we might see Wes lean even harder into that and really blame that part of the group for what he had to do while maybe releasing himself of some of that guilt. I wouldn't have done it had you not built me up so much. If you didn't give me all this hope, I would not, I would never have done that. So you're the reason that I was at a place where I was ready to kill my brother. He could he could very easily put that blame on that part of the group. I have to be careful what I say cuz like not everyone's together so but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, no, generally <laughs> speaking, yeah. Well, he yeah. even says as an addendum to this, he said maybe I should have I should have joined my brother. I should have just mm-hmm. thrown in with my brother. Do you think he would have Let's forget our group for a second. Let's say they never existed. Let's say Logan didn't exist and that Clayton Logan rivalry, whatever that was, that was kind of the genesis of all this nuts that Wes kind of stumbled into. Let's say he found his brother. Is it possible that he could have gone along for the ride for that long with the Enders?
1: I'm going to say, yeah. I
3: think he would have given it a go with the Enders and then potentially Teddy would have manipulated him down the line. If we know that Teddy has manipulated all these people, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't have been able to manipulate Wes if Wes gave him a
0: chance. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, he manipulated us for a little while, too. Let's not forget. Or me. I'll speak for myself. You're like, hey, well, not that bad. Kind of a fun character. Oh, gross. (laughs) Yeah,
2: he's gross. I feel like Wes is a a little more principled than that. I feel like he definitely probably would have gone along with them at the beginning because that was his brother. But, like, they were doing some weird shit. So I don't know if he would have been like, I'm not really into this. this is not my thing. I'm going to go. This is really weird that you're like feeding people to a tree that has a walker (laughs) in it. It's weird. So I don't I don't know that he would have stuck with them. But to be fair, this is a completely hypothetical question in which we don't know what kind of person Wes would have been because he was immediately introduced in the thick of all of that. So, like, I can't I can't really state on his character. Now, the vibe I get from him is that he's more principled than that.
0: But not anymore, maybe.
2: I think it's even still there when something really traumatizing happens. I think of people who are like victims of like assault or sexual assault or there's like two ways you go. Either you become more meek because you're like so worried, you know, about yourself and protecting yourself. Or you're like the complete opposite because you're like, fuck this, fuck everyone. You're not going to take anything else from me. And now I'm going to be like
0: grandiose. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So there's like the two the two different routes that you can go. So I almost feel like. He's feeding into this whole idea of like I'm gonna protect myself by saying fuck all of you.
0: But just I don't, like all of you would would have. Yeah. But I don't
2: know that that's really him, or if that's just him trying to cope with the situation.
0: Being neurotic, essentially, like it's all your fault, not my fault. This okay.
2: makes me feel like I can deal. I can cope. I can right. cope well, if I have a villain to be mad at.
0: Who is that? Not two episodes ago. Who is that? Daniel.
2: Well, yeah, that's true. He needed. Strand to be the villain.
0: He needed a goal Mm -hmm. or he needed something to be, ooh, fight for, right? Yeah. But yeah, and of course this is all like self-preservation. It's not enough to survive physically, have all the food, be not in an irradiated irradiated area, but to also like preserve your mind. Maybe this has been the tower all along. The tower does tend to work on making you need it. And you're going to tell yourself things that are going to basically feed into the tower. I'm doing this all, look, of course, this is all for the greater good anyway. And at least I'm doing some good here by helping other people who need the tower. And then they need the tower and they can help other people who need the tower. So, of course, he's thinking he's on the side of the angels. And so why not tell yourself that it's all their fault? You know, why keep blaming myself? Because that's easier. And I don't blame him. I actually don't blame him. He's kind of like all of us when you think about it. When, When something bad happens, when it's that horrible, it's very easy to blame other people instead of yourself. Isn't it, though?
2: Well, yeah, I think that's probably a large percentage of people's automatic response.
0: And Sherry says Strand said everyone needs something to drive them, and of course Strand could probably keep even whispering into his ear, going "Fuck those guys, right?" I was like, you know what? Fuck those. Yeah, I said it first, Strand. Yes, you did. What do you think is going to be the result of all this, though? Because what we had said in the last episode, I think largely most of us, if not all of us, had said he's going to make it so that Daniel doesn't have step foot in the tower. We kind of all coalesced on that point. How do you feel about him now? Because what I had said in the last episode is, what if he also unseats Strand and takes it all for himself and then goes extra and becomes extra after being like totally real with everybody and the audience this whole time for the last couple seasons?
1: I've gotten to a point where I cannot predict
2: what these writers are going to do, because who the hell knows?
0: Seems to be the consensus.
2: Yeah. I don't want to give a bunch of theories out and then be like drastically wrong about everything I say. I think there's a couple different ways that it could go. It could be that he is just playing up this whole thing and he does plan on double crossing Strand in order to sell it. So Sharon D says there are a lot of Enders left. Wes could still find out the truth about Derek. And I am very hopeful that he does find out some truth. But the Whatever only way it he's going to get that truth Whatever is, it is
0: from Morgan's people, essentially. Or we'll say for lack of a better word, because they're all there, the rest of them, at least. Well,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, Arno's people. Well, Sabrina's people yeah. know She's literally no everybody's
0: one. people. Just not Strand's people, essentially. <laughs> And that's the only way he's going to know. And maybe that's another reason to never to actually be against them, because if he does know more about Wes, it could fuck his shit up. And so why not attack the very thing that might unra- unravel him, too? I, and you're right. I, I can't predict what will happen next. I don't feel like he's doing this now because he's explained himself more. Something that we had a hunch of, but I think he's explained himself quite enough that I don't think this is because of Daniel. I don't think it's to save and preserve Daniel. I think this is just him being in his own mess. Questioning himself when it comes to what he's felt like he had to do and then saying fuck these people They can't even live by their own principles There was something very interesting that I wanted to bring up and that's Alicia does mention the girl Did you run into that girl out there? Mm -hmm. Which got my wheels spinning a bit because in that same scene they find out that well something that we had found out already But to the extent of which it's crazy somebody had been letting them out Well, I at first thought that might have been Strand But this is nuts. You go to the impact crater and there's a scant few of the tens of scores of walkers that were in that pit, which is a horrifying thought. You see the flatbed. I think it was like a flatbed car trailer, right, that was dipped into the the crater and someone lured them out. Now, let me ask you guys, are you all still on the idea that this still could be Strand or is there something else at play? Because I did want to introduce something that we... We didn't think of.
3: I had thought it was Strand almost to replace the walkers and around the tower further, but if you have an alternative theory, I'd like to hear it.
0: I wouldn't think that Strand would want them for his moat, because that might endanger the people in his tower, even if inadvertently, right? Because he paid so much attention to for, for Grace to get that the dirty bomb walker walker out of there, just on the face of him being irradiated. So I don't know that he want to risk these people because he needs his legacy, right. aka these people that saying nice things about him in history. So if they're not around, they can't say shit. But what do you guys well, think? It still,
1: it still could be Strand, but maybe he is having his rangers, whoever these people are that he's sending to the pit, maybe he's having his rangers guide them to the submarine.
0: Oh, just like, just like, and like, just surround, like Morgan.
1: Surround the submarine.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. You know what I actually also thought? Just just throw it in there. We've seen Strand repeat so many of the things that he's done, like that other villainous people have done, like rangers, the holding, taking cult-like behavior by cutting off communications, even stealing the closed communications in the sub into the tower, which I thought I didn't. it didn't occur to me until like we were talking about it yes uh, in the last episode. But then what if he steals the idea from the vultures? He puts all these walkers in these, like, I don't know, let's call them gasoline containers or... Something that would hold these walkers in in relatively protected spaces or vehicles puts numbers on them and repeats what the vultures did. And then he drops them in these certain locations. Kind of like also what the fucking Arno's people were doing, which is something that we have to kind of address. Remember how they stripped them naked and penned them up and put numbers on them and scattered them all over the area? The uh, stalkers? I don't know that we got the answer to that other than maybe they wanted to organize them to dirty bomb them with the flinging the walkers yeah, at the never, tower
1: we never got a, a satisfactory answer to that was it not
2: about the senator yeah i thought that was about the senator
0: okay okay
1: they were stripping the walkers so that alicia couldn't Could identify never find the, the senator, senator. So okay yeah, yeah. but they never really explained why they were dropping them in weird clusters yeah, in random places was
3: it was it not because to make it harder for her so she would have to like kill all the walkers to like find the
1: senator okay Okay,
3: right, okay. Right,
0: and she'd forever wander the wilderness trying to find the Senator Walker okay, forever so she'd and then die. Okay, just be
1: stuck <laughs> going from, these cluster, from cluster to cluster, killing them all and yeah. not finding what she... Okay, okay. Right, all right. right, Yeah, I can get behind that.
0: I can get behind that too, sure. Okay, no. so, fine. But then I like the Melanitis idea where Victor steals that idea too and then weaponizes them somehow.
2: There have been some theories. I think it was Sharon D who had said that it was Madison's people who were letting them out. That was a theory that was floated. Not today, but I just know it was floating in the past.
0: I think we even said it in the last episode, too, maybe.
2: I thought it was Strand at first because I thought it was to gain more for the moat. And then kind of still thought that, but then thought maybe it would be Madison's people, but like to what end. But really, to what end for anyone. Nobody should want those walkers out of that crater. (laughs) Like anybody who's living there, which you would be, I would think if you knew where they were. Nobody should want that. Agreed.
0: The only thing I could think of, we don't really circle back to the kid that Alicia seems to see, but nobody else sees, but she's wearing a gas mask and maybe just to obscure her face. I don't know. We thought maybe, oh, it looks like young Charlie. No, probably not. I want to go back to this thing that we wrote off. And what if it was the kids from season five? Annie Max Dylan, and all those other kids, they've grown up like about a year and a half now. They could look a little different. For some reason that stuck in my head. I don't know why you're, you're right, Bridget. I don't know why it doesn't make sense. Why would anybody want that? But then I'm thinking to myself, but what did happen to them? Nobody seems to know where they are. Rabbi Jacob shows up in the next episode in that ridiculous outfit. So he's apparently (laughs) somewhere there. We we haven't even heard of him since breed with me. And then of course, where's Josiah? Where's Mickey? Yeah.
1: Where's Mickey? I'm leaning a little bit away from it being the kids as much as i love that theory and i want it and i there's want to see not the even kids a again. theory <laughs> just, but
0: what about the kids well now you guys go
1: well the only reason i'm like eh about it is because it would be a repeated storyline these kids already dealt with radiated walkers without knowing what kind of danger they were in and so if we see them doing that again it's like I roll
0: That's well, more like music <laughs> in music there's a chorus and sometimes repeated themes are kind of something we like I know it's a drawl in thing when music. it comes to writing yeah I know when, <laughs> and when it comes to writing but if you can do it just right and if the conditions are that like I'm not saying I'm s- stuck on this theory or this lack of a theory by the way I'm not saying that but if you did this because we haven't seen them in a while so of course we've forgotten about them we were, we were asking about them for episodes upon episodes mm-hmm. you can only ask about the kids so long before you get, like Heath. You can only ask about Heath for so long until you just give up. And then all of a sudden, surprise, here's the kids. So if you can do it yeah. just right and figure out a way, is it for evil purposes? Is it to fight Strand? And if you could think of a clever way to do it, and then Bobby Grace is leaving. sorry, Ranger Samuels is leading the charge for some yes. reason. We know where Wendell is, so he's not in the caverns. Right. <laughs> so yep. There's something maybe there that you could do if you do it just right and you make people crazy enough or... Give them a good drive yeah. or purpose. I don't know.
1: Where's anyone from Eden? No. Strands
0: Tower. They're they all just, in Strand's Tower. Did they just
1: leave them? Did they just leave them there? And like when the bombs went off, they were like, "Whoops, <laughs> we didn't tell them to hide or anything."
0: Nora's office dwellers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: Maybe
3: they want revenge because no one told them to hide.
0: Right. And they're all mm. fucked up in the face and body.
3: They all look like Fred and B. They're all yeah. They're all seriously deformed and they're really really mad.
0: Morgan and everyone else So they're like Ooh. let's let them out Okay so Ooh, yeah. can I Can I I, I know like you're not this. being 100% serious But I love it I anyway like it, though. Yeah. But why Why is that even funnier Because we just got through t- talking about Wes And his bent On like not mm-hmm. feeling the feelings His own feelings not Not being in himself This is pre-show talk <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep blaming myself So I have to blame somebody else Because it's too big It's too much doubt You know fuck those people Not me this is too much to handle. Mm-hmm. But then, it's what if West? Right. What if West sees these kids and be like, "Oh, is that what I'm doing? Oh, that's mm-hmm. what I look like inside my body. Oh, that's geez. how. That's how gross I am for, for doing what I'm do- for. You know, for people giving a college effort and being human, being people are people. We're all people are people. West, you're not. You're no exception. If you're reading mm-hmm. this, West, you're still here. Remember. Remember, Wes.
3: I think the point of West's people are people is I am also people are people love. He uses people and people to justify his own actions.
0: Right. Which most of us when we're younger, and remember, Wes is pretty young, too. In real life, he's like barely 18. He's like 20 maybe now. He, When he came on the show, he was 18. Now he's 20.
3: Wow, I didn't realize he was like you. Yeah, Colby? Col- Col- Colby Me neither. Hol- Colby Holman. Oh, wow. wow yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Totally didn't realize. Or he
0: might be 21, 22, but still, they got him fresh out of Juilliard, I want to say. Charity says another thing, which I'm just going to say out loud. She says there could still be other Enders that are out there trying to finish Teddy's job to maybe launch the rest of the nukes or in lieu of nukes, maybe nuclear walkers. But then, see, this is the only thing I I don't like about this, Charity, is that how long were were they supposed to remain in the holding before they eventually released themselves and then went out into the world and repopulated it or whatever the fuck the Enders were going to do? Because if you have all these irradiated walkers who are perpetually active, the mother is never going to be able to restart the planet like teddy wanted assuming that's actually what teddy wanted anyway but let's let's go on the gospel of teddy for a second wouldn't that make teddy's job har- harder if there were all these irradiated walkers walking around everywhere
3: i think that teddy somewhat assumed that the nukes would kill the walkers
0: and there wouldn't be so, so many I around he
3: was, i don't think he would necessarily fall ahead enough to think about the fact that there would be irradiated walkers around you know his plan wasn't he wasn't that clever in a way
0: Or there's only so much he could have thought of, too. No, and I think that's fair, too.
3: I kind of assumed that all the walkers would die when the nukes went off, to be fair.
0: Or hoped, right? Like, okay, I'll take that as a consolation prize. (laughs) That'd be less of them. And they would... Yeah. Right. Oh, Chambliss and Goldberg. Hey, look, I like the concept it's kind of like the season one walkers on The Walking Dead. It's like, oh, they can run and they can climb and they can throw rocks and pick Hold up teddy bears. and they can
3: survive nukes.
0: Right. I think that makes it a little bit more dangerous. I think it, the stakes are higher when they can do things like that.
3: It's also kind of like, um, you know how we saw Dakota like literally burn to a crisp? No. I didn't expect to see her walker reappear. I thought she was going to be dust. I did. Dust.
0: <laughs> I did. <laughs> and it was. I hoped too. Just just for Sharon's sake, just to like, oh, fuck you, Sharon. I'm still walking around. I'm not me, but I'm still I'm still a thing that actually kind of exists. And then, you know, senior stab. <laughs> OK, I'm a jerk. Whatever. Don't judge me. OK, judge me. Alicia and the prospect of having to kill Strand or whatever with Strand. Mm. I want to know your thoughts on this. I don't have too many of my own, but I like that they addressed the elephant in the room. Of course, she goes then we're going to war. But then you have to commit to that statement. You actually have to do the thing. Yet you say something out of anger. You destroyed this innocent person that was just trying to do a good thing for me. And of course I'm going to react to that. But now I have to actually commit to the fact that, oh yeah, but I knew you longer, you know? And, and that's not easy. And that I like the fact that it's not easy. And I like the fact that it's affecting her character so much that she's like, I doubt myself. I'm like, I didn't find anybody. I'm, I'm failing left and right. I know that Padre has to be me, but... Now I know that the padre is not going to exist without this dealing with this situation over here.
2: Well, I liked the moment where she took the medal and tucked it
0: the St. Christopher medallion, yeah, while she was was walking with Morgan.
2: It was a bullet, was it a bullet? Yeah,
0: oh, okay.
1: What bullet is it? It was a single bullet. I'm not sure but I had to back oh, it up and look again because I, assumed, I also thought it was a St. Christopher. Yes,
2: I assumed it
0: was or, the metal. Was yeah, okay. He's putting it on the screen now. Okay, so what is that? What do you <laughs> think that is, Rachel? Keep going with that, and then maybe we can figure that out.
1: I really have no idea. I mean, when you see a single bullet, you always think like, oh, one for yourself, like in a worst case scenario situation, but that was the first and only thing that popped into my head. Or was it meant for someone else? Yeah, is it designated for Strand? I don't know.
2: Like, that's what I was thinking. yeah.
0: Oh, this bullet has your name on it.
2: Oh, Sharon, he right, thinks it's right. for the senator when she finds Patre. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: His mercy bullet.
0: Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wait. Technically, they, they didn't put the senator da- down, I guess. They no, she lost says he's probably,
1: he's probably in there right now, yeah. And Morgan's like, you can go look if you want.
0: <laughs> and of course, of course wouldn't it be something like some spooky beta shit if the senator does in fact do something to elicit a padre reaction whether it's they oh find padre whether it helps alicia become padre whatever and i'd be like you know what i'm gonna allow it because okay no
2: then because write, all right then write my name on spooky that beta single shit. bullet and fucking shoot me in the head Yes, I want to be dead uh, again. You know, you loved
0: betas. Okay, this is why I say spooky beta shit because you know you liked beta going crazy. No. And and like seeing things that weren't going, there.
1: Going? It was weird. Going crazy? Was he was weird. already crazy. Well, <laughs> sorry,
0: crazier than normal. Crazier. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because why we say spooky beta shit is because there's certain things that he saw that he could not have seen because his back was turned mm. or something like that. But he saw something of like, that. She's behind you. And then he turns around and he's like, what? That doesn't make sense. (laughs) The walker sees her, points to the, what the fuck? Oh, Beta the Prophet, I don't like you. Mm, Spooky Beta shit. So if the senator does do something like that, first of all, this irony is a thing. We all know it exists. I would enjoy that. I mean, after all the shit she took from all of us going, girl, you crazy. Girl, you stupid. And then be like, see, I told you so, everybody in history respect. (laughs) Oh, okay. Is that her name on the show? But anyway, uh, Sharon says Maya is at the tower so she could find him. Sharon says Maya is Maya Vasquez, but I don't know that she's from the States because she's been out in the water for so long. So that, which is why we said South America, but
1: didn't we hear will say Elias's wife's name or was it, or did he just refer to her as his, his wife and children are at Padre? Because he does mention his oh, yeah? wife and children, yes, but I don't remember if Will said her name. Because his name is Elias Vasquez, but I can't remember. Oh, she is credited as Maya Vasquez. Crazy said it uh, in Discord, which is Mario. Sherry says,
0: by the way, yeah, for everybody else, it was on
1: IMDb. I think it was this on crazy IMDb. guy
0: came into our Discord. Ugh.
1: That is crazy. Okay, so <laughs> if IMDb is crediting her as Maya Vasquez, then that's something.
0: That is something. But let's be real here. You yeah. just typed in V-A-S-Q-U-E-Z. Senator Vasquez is V-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. I know that doesn't make okay. a difference as really? much. Really? <laughs> Get out of <but>, here,
1: David. <laughs> but
0: you have to acknowledge another thing. We're going back to names again. Repeating names. Vasquez, is, it's not as if Vasquez is a rare name, too. So there's that, too. True, true. And the spelling is different. But something to keep our, our eye on. So we have a bullet with no we don't know if there's a name on it (laughs) alicia strand wes i don't know whoever's in the immediate vicinity i feel like that's very ominous and it was very deliberate and that means something especially in an episode where there wasn't a lot of pixel hunting too like a lot of you know, trying to find things in, in in enlarged full screen sort of things like I've blowing it up and then changing the colors so it makes sense. <laughs> I So it lulled me into the sense of like, oh, there's nothing in this episode to examine. Then you pull this out and I'm like, oh, no, should I watch the episode again? Did I miss something? Boo. Damn, there's a story there. So wait a minute. Do you think they might backtrack to the bunker where Alicia was something had happened there? Maybe because she was a little weird when she meets Morgan. It sounds like something happened there. Because where is this coming from? Where's this bullet coming from? Alicia's going to use it on Madison. Oh, because she knows... She... Oh. 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 Sharony. Hold on a second. You said something and that really kind of lit me up a bit. Sharondi says Alicia's going to use it on Madison. And I know she's being... Whatever. Sharondi. But then I thought, what if the thing that rattles her, the reason why she goes back to Morgan immediately, what if she heard her mom's voice and thinks, oh, I am going crazy? Think about that for a minute because she says to Morgan that A, still having fevers when I go to sleep, but she says, B, the, the, the dreams are getting worse. And so what if she hears her mother's voice and she's like, I need to be checked in somewhere that doesn't exist. Jasmine's like, yeah, maybe, right? Are you like, why don't you stick up for me? Because I sound nuts right now. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 you're on your own. You're on your own island called Padre. Okay, Dick. <laughs> it's like the Abigail. Ophelia, the Abigail bothered me. Alicia in this episode bothered me a little bit. Y- you go to the bunker and why Why even have her go to the bunker? For what if nothing is going to come of it? Oh, I went to the bunker and nothing came of it. And then she looks off to the side like maybe something did happen. Okay, fine. But if I'm on this island all alone and it turns out that something that I just thought of is right, you're all going to be like, Dave did it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I'm happy then. Fine. Don't go with me. Don't go on this raft with me. Fine. It's, it holds six people, everybody. <laughs> it holds six people. Okay, you're not going to come with me? Fine. So, oh, even Javin says, be right back. <laughs> Be right back. Dave needs his medication. I've been
2: investigating this Maya Vasquez thing.
0: Is she credited as VAS or VAZ? VAZ.
2: But I'm on Walking Dead Wiki and we know that that can be really wrong a lot. It also states that Elias' last appearance is in the raft.
1: Is it because Alicia refers to him?
2: Uh, That's what I'm like confused about right now. I'm like trying to, like he
1: wasn't Like maybe he is part of that herd.
0: What if this is like one of those things where he shows up in every scene, but you really can't see him? Like, you know what I, you know what <gasps> oh I mean? Oh my like,
1: gosh. He's in, every, he's in every episode. We just don't, you just don't realize Yeah, no, he's, That would he's be like, hilarious. He's like
0: in every frame, but you're like, you yeah. don't notice it until somebody tells you. And then you're like, it's like this the slender man thing. Yeah. Like, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. I didn't That'd think this episode would be that entertaining to actually break down, but this is kind of fun, <laughs> actually. First of all, if if it turns out that I am right, I'm going to create a clip where I go, oh, Oh, and then it's going to zoom in on my face. Oh, like it suddenly, some, something dawned on me. <laughs> like, you know, those clips, right? Where they push in. <laughs> like, oh, Dave's having a Dave's having thought.
2: <laughs> Don't hurt yourself.
0: <laughs> and he did. He did. He broke his brain.
2: She yeah. is credited on IMDb now. as Vasquez with a Z at the beginning. In the beginning.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. This is getting very interesting. That is
2: something. Which, that is something.
0: Which means. Let's throw it out there, which means she did escape Padre, or Padre wasn't viable because it—if that was meant to be the place that everybody is safe—and she had to get the heck out. Well,
1: we don't know. We don't know that she had to get the heck out. We we know she left because she's looking for her son. So we don't know that she had to escape necessarily. Well, just didn't that she, she lose him on the run?
0: Leave. Oh, you're right. I
1: didn't get the impre- I didn't get that impression.
0: Oh wow, this is very interesting. Okay. We're at a point where it's hard to determine because, okay, listen, we've had to run cover for these showrunners in the past before, because I'm thinking to myself, why would you jump onto a boat to find your son if he could be in the surrounding area? If not for the fact that maybe she receives some sort of intel that could indicate, which, of course, is Strand's tower. She's far enough away for her to hear the signal over water. And she
1: thinks maybe that's where her kid went.
0: Yeah, that's so, the only thing I can do. So she of.
1: follows him there, yeah. That seems
0: like a far trek to be on the boat for days. And, and, and maybe, look, to her credit, she doesn't know what she's doing, and she got lost, and the ship, right up, and then the Gilligan's Island sort of situation. But do you know what Gill- Gilligan's Island is, right, Jasmine? No? She doesn't know. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this thing has legs. Uh, Vazquez is not a normal spelling that I've heard of. Right. right. I really
2: want to go back now and take, like, screenshots of the horde. And to see the front of it, at (laughs) least, the front of it, because we know that the rest of it was digitally recreated or whatever. But I would be interested to see if he is in any of those shots.
0: Yeah, I will say I wasn't going to say this in the episode, but I'm going to now. There is a lot of production fuckery fuck ups in this in this episode. There are horses in shots where horses shouldn't be in shots. There are people standing in the background in at least two shots That don't belong in the background. Mm -hmm. When Maya is in Mm. the clearing, Dwight is on his horse in the back. Just standing there. Just standing there. Doesn't act like he just got on the scene. He's just standing there. There's another ranger when Morgan is being shot at. That is just standing there. Just Mm -hmm. standing there. Nothing. He's not doing anything. All of a sudden you hear, ah, but he's still standing there. (laughs) In the background. All the way in the back. So there's some things where people fucked up. Mm. I I could put on the screen if I was feeling weird about it, but I'm not going to. Those
1: are things I didn't even notice. There were other things that, that drove me nuts that I didn't even notice those, but other things bothered me.
0: It didn't drive me nuts, but it was issues. just like, it's like, I know it, ha- it adds nothing. It's a
1: continuity to- thing, and it drives me nuts. Like, my eyeballs see those things, and I can't focus on anything else when things are when things like that are wrong.
0: To me, it's like, if the fuck up is so obvious, it's not worth me. Everybody makes mistakes. Coffee cups, whatever. Like, And that's the thing. Like, okay, I know people harp on that and, and and all that stuff, but if it's an obvious like okay, iPhone in Jeffrey D. Morgan's pocket.
1: I I thought that was Ryan. I thought Ryan Hurst had a phone in his pocket. Uh, no, it's it just JDM. Also? It just happened yeah. oh, okay. in
2: the episode where. Oh, a more recent one. Okay, the, um, it's when he's talking to Herschel and he admits to Herschel that he killed Glenn. <laughs> in that scene, okay. he's sitting on like the edge of kind of looks like a.
0: A windowsill, right? Yeah, like, like or that? like a
2: heating unit. Like a there's like duct work there, and you can see very clearly in his back pocket, it's like straight. You know, like his butt is like here, and it's coming straight out of the pocket. Because <laughs> do you, you see, see the... the phone or just the shape of? Like, phone? Uh, I think it's. The I think back you see the of outline. It. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like. Yeah, more oh, like the back. Okay, okay. It's not, yeah. lit, the up, shape of it's not lit up or anything. It's just there. Okay.
1: I would be more OK with that than seeing the actual phone, because maybe, maybe there's like an impression of the phone left in the pants, right? Oh, like no, if you don't see the definitely. phone, you no, can pass it No, it like. it's very obviously a phone. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Sorry, JDM. I'm trying.
0: Well, the reason why I bring it up is not to shame the show or whatever. I, it, it, it happens. It happens. I'll show you the scenes that I'm talking about, but it doesn't impact on the story that they are trying to tell to me. It does it doesn't get in the way of that. It does break the fourth wall a little bit, fine, but as long as it can bring me back. Now, speaking of that, I wanted to kind of bring in Linda in order to talk about this. And that is, she DM'd me and she said, I'm I'm trying with this season. I'm I'm struggling. And I kind of want to shoot it over to you guys to see if you're feeling, even if somewhat the same way, because I'll even say for myself, a little bit. Every episode within the same episode, they'll be like, yes, yes, yes. And be like, mm. And then in the same episode, yeah, OK, OK. Uh.
3: I do feel like there's like some things that are good in some episodes and then some things that are shit. I think overall for this half season, it's been getting gradually a little bit better. And so if they kind of keep heading in that direction, I feel like they're kind of like digging themselves out of a hole. And if they kind of get back up to a good level, that would be nice.
2: Yeah, what well, she said.
0: Ra- Rachel, <laughs> you plead the fifth? You can't do that. Hold on. Uh, okay. This is where, because this is what I do. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Because then sometimes we get really good feedback. How frustrated are you, Rachel, from a scale of one to uh, one to ten in terms of the season overall, let's say?
1: I want to be fair here. And
0: in- Jasmine says a six or seven. Or wait, now she's going eight. Now <laughs> she's six, six to eight.
1: No, probably a solid 7.5 verging on an 8. I'm pretty frustrated with a lot of things.
0: Is it because the story doesn't make sense? The arc doesn't make sense? Is it the anthology storytelling to boot? It's not helping the arc, let's say? Okay, because I'm trying to figure this out for for myself.
1: All of that. I feel like we're almost to the end of season seven and nothing has fucking happened.
0: The number one complaint since we came back from the mid-season break. We thought we're going to war. Well, are you? Are we?
1: (laughs)
3: Yeah. I also feel like every episode feels so similar to the last one. Every episode, a character has to have like a a big moment of realization and stuff. It feels like we're going in circles in some ways senior he had like his moment of realization in 7a and then he's like let's have another moment of realization in 7b i feel like they're just like diluting the characters and just making them seem a bit trivial
0: okay let's go to what sharon says before we go to bridget because maybe bridget won't be as spicy bridget it's disjointed and just plain stupid she says like the writers aren't even trying and it's almost as if they no, they can throw any crazy thing at us and, and we'll swallow it. It makes no sense at all. It's all over the place without actually doing anything. So kind of like what mm-hmm. you said, uh, Rachel, mm-hmm. I said that this past episode was just another 50 minutes of Moses wandering, Moses wandering the desert. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I, I kind of liked because you'd brought it up in the last episode, but only because of that. You know. <laughs> so.
2: I'm frustrated and I'm mad because I don't want to dislike this show. I'm, want to really like it. I have always been so angry with the people who just nitpicked fucking every little thing about it because that drove me so crazy. I remember when 7-2 dropped and everyone on Reddit bitched about how the baby was crying the entire time in the background and I wrote up this huge response about how I had lost baby, how the sound of it grates on you from experience being in early childhood and having to walk into an infant classroom and to hear babies crying. It's like the worst sound in the world after that because your hormones have made you so fucking crazy. And so I, like, wrote up this whole thing about, like, how I know what that experience is like. And I can only imagine how much that would be amplified by stillbirth. And so I have stood on my fucking soapbox for this fucking show and shared parts of my life with complete fucking strangers on the Internet because that's how much I want to love this show. I'm pissed. I'm pissed because... Spicier
0: than (laughs) Charity's.
2: I am, and I didn't Mm -hmm. think I was gonna be. I'm trying to bring you back. I didn't think I was gonna be, but like, this has really been bugging me. Yeah, exactly, Charity. I, I feel betrayed. Exactly. I have fought for this show and fought for the people on the show because I thought this is good there, there's still good moments it's okay like I'm still clinging on to it and they're just going further and further away from what is good they're throwing weirder and weirder stuff in and they're repeating tropes that nobody wants to see nobody wanted a second nuclear holocaust you already did want. You didn't need mm-hmm. a second one. Nobody wanted that. Nobody asked for that. Everyone bitched about the first one and how unbelievable it was and how none of the rules make any sense and no one can understand how you can get a radiated walker blood in your mouth and still be okay and blah, blah, blah. All of this happened already and then you mm-hmm. did it a second time and you were like, "This is good, right? People like this." And I'm over here like crying on the internet, like it's not that bad, guys. It's okay. Like <laughs> you just have to understand what the character is going through this moment. And it's like I don't want to do this anymore. I don't. Yeah. I don't yep. want to do this anymore. I just want the show to get better yep. again. I just want it to be good again, so that I don't have to defend something so fiercely. Right. I shouldn't have to. That's not my job. Well, I mean, right. I paid it. I pay to, well, I my, pay to do my it,
0: job. but <laughs> <laughs> which hurts even more. Yeah.
2: And I agree with what Jasmine said. If it could just continue on the trend that it's on now, where it's getting the tiniest bit better every episode, if if we could just keep on that track, so we could get to a point where I feel good about this again.
0: And I'm going to respond with something Rachel says. But if it doesn't ha- happen fast enough, that's where I'm left at. Where I'm like. We need to get s- jumps in resolutions, or have all of this stuff that has happened mean something in the following the remaining three episodes, yes. because then it will have been worth something. This is again, I'm reminding you. This is where I'm at personally. Mm-hmm. But
1: that's that's saying a lot. Like but, even Dave's pissed about this season. But that's, I, that's a big deal.
0: I, but <laughs> so just in classic Dave. Oh, well, I'm not pissed. I'm more
1: frustrated i've got my hands like the fo- rest of us i've got
0: my hands folded i'm sitting back i'm being like okay i'll allow it i'll allow it i'll allow what i'm sounding like a broken i'll allow it okay fine i'll allow mm-hmm. it i'll allow it i'll well let me record myself saying I'm- i'll allow it and then have a button like the staples button that was easy that was mm-hmm. that's Ian and andrew i want to backtrack on the first half of the season which i loved there are episodes that are insanely good Six hours, breathe with me. I would even go as far to say as I liked the first half of the season just outright, bar none, every single episode for its own reasons. Loved it. But you can't ignore trends. And that is the reason why I am so upset. And maybe you guys might follow suit, is what is typical of Ian and Andrew, technically. Because season four to me is an outlier to me, but because I did like when they came back a little bit. Close your eyes. Great episode. But then it starts to fall apart. Kind of like this season. Kind of like last season. You get back and you have the, I liked the found footage episode. I liked 210 words per minute. I did. Because there's some really, really interesting things that happen to characters who don't often have interesting things happen to them. Like Morgan, let's say. But then it falls apart. And then season four kind of fell apart. And now season seven kind of falls apart. A little bit. But, like I said, if... Some interesting enough things start to happen because what I've noticed what they've tried to do, or at least are trying to do, is set up the next season because they know they have it and you all know that they have it. They knew that they had it even before it was done filming. So there's enough momentum here to not only take us through the atmosphere, but to the stratosphere, meaning to season eight. I'm not one of those people who... Does the thing where I'm gonna limit expectations, and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But if it happens, I'll be okay with it. No, I'm gonna have high expectations, and if I'm disappointed, I'll be like, it's just a show. I know that pisses some people off, and I see Rachel tensing up a little bit, and I know that this is what we do as a podcast. <laughs> I could feel it. I have feelings. I know you. I love you, but <laughs> but I've got a mortgage to pay, and you know, and we'll and honestly, we'll figure it out because that's why we started this podcast. We started this podcast because season eight was just off the heels of season seven, which was hard to watch the walking dead. It was hard to watch the walking dead after season seven. And arguably we needed to be there in season eight to kind of highlight all the good shit that was coming out of this season as hard as it was to watch. And so in similar fashion, as much as the passions are high, I still want to be that place where we can still appreciate certain things, even if we are frustrated. But kind of like we said at the beginning of the episode, I actually did like this episode, right? Even though it doesn't sound like we do. And even though it doesn't sound like we like the show, right? Bridget, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to reel you back in, honey. Let's, well, honey, what's up, honey? Well, I'm going to bring you back in. Don't worry. You love this show. I do. We all love this show. Do. We do feel... There's that creeping feeling of betrayal. Like, are they going to fuck this up? Are they going to do us ra- dirty like this? Well, if I didn't love this show, this. I wouldn't
2: feel so strongly about this. Like, exactly. if I didn't like it, I'd be like, eh, whatever, fuck it, it's just a stupid show. But exactly. like, I I but, love these yeah. shows because this is the stuff that I love. I, I love zombie horror stuff. And this, from the get, was like
0: just totally in my wheelhouse. So, And what are we, if not Sherry? Worried that this Fear of the Walking Dead baby is not going to have a father. I like that we could bring it back to the show. Sharon <laughs> being terrified of what Dwight might do in desperation, knowing that he has a kid. Let's go back to Strand's Tower. Everybody else on the internet is right. I am the. Pro- this is what I worry about, even though it doesn't look like I do. I do wonder, even if sometimes you guys think I'm crazy for liking the show. I actually, it, it hit me last night, how sometimes I can push through... And not ignore, I don't ignore any of the criticisms you guys have, even. Because I, I sit there wondering last night after what Linda said to me in the DM, I'm like, wait, does everybody think that I'm crazy? Because I actually like this show even now.
2: Well, if you are, then but we're c- all
0: in the nut house with you. Because it looks like I can't see, right? Because you, even Rachel, you're like, well, this is the first time I've heard you express that you don't like, that you may not like the show. In right, yeah. right. But at the end of the day, I'm doing the math. I know how I felt about this show in season four and season five, and I can see where people's criticisms were at, but I didn't feel that way. I'm not dumb. I know why you would feel that way, but I didn't feel that way. And we highlighted all the reasons for why I don't feel this way. Even in this season, I liked it mostly throughout the gauntlet of criticisms that all of you have have had here and there, to be fair, not often, but sometimes, and mostly about guarding your favorite character character, right? right but to me, a lot of that is Sharon D wildly reacting to the prospect of what Dwight might do as a father to protect his child. It's irrational because obviously I don't think they're going to shit the bed here. I think they have to. Is it to... irrational? Uh, no, it's based in something mm-hmm. because of, yeah. because Sherry, Sherry knows history and that it can repeat itself, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but they've been through that. And, of course, we're seeing people on the show do things that they wouldn't normally do, and it surprises us, right? But I have faith, and I'm going to continue to have faith. And even if they don't do the thing that I don't want them to do, I have faith enough to know that it's good enough for them to even announce season eight before season seven has even had a chance to air, I think, if I'm not mistaken.
3: On your point about, like, season seven of The Walking Dead about how you saying like it was hard to watch and stuff.
0: For most people.
3: I don't think it was anywhere near the level of how hard season seven of Fear is to watch.
0: Well, it's a different kind of hardness, if I can say that right.
3: I'd say I probably have quite a, a short attention span with a lot of TV shows. I either like something or I don't. There's no like in between for me because something either holds my attention or it doesn't. And Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead have always been able to hold my attention. But now I'm feeling like I'm watching the episodes and I'm, like, looking at my phone and I'm, like, pause the episode and I go do something else. And, like, I don't think about going back to it because... And that's, that's not something I've ever experienced before. And that's how I know that I'm not enjoying it. Because I still love the characters and I still love the show and I'm dedicated to it. But if it can't hold my attention it becomes really hard to watch
0: right you mentioned this mm-hmm. two episodes mm-hmm. ago and this is like the canary in the coal mine coal mine at least for you or maybe even for us but we have to do the thing where we say the part that we don't want to say because if we don't we're betraying ourselves and we're betraying our audience well to maybe to that point sharon he says i love the show no matter what but if they're pissing me off they're really doing something wrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, i made a look i'm like you sure?" <laughs> It's like sometimes oh, you're pissed think- off a lot. But to your point,
3: for me, it's not even that they're pissing me off. It's just that if you can't hold my attention. Oh, like, I agree. I, it, if if they were pissing me off, that would probably be better. Like if they were doing like a plot point that I was like, I really don't like this, but it was holding my attention. I would I would be like, OK, I'll, I'll hear it out. But if you can't even hold my attention enough to piss me off, I'm just like, I almost feel like I don't care, but like I do. To be fair, I you just know? have
2: a really bad temper. So that
3: has a lot to do with me
2: getting mad about
0: it. Noted.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't, uh, don't piss Bridget off. Spicy Bridget will emerge. And even that's a little cute. So <laughs> no, that's right? the worst about-
2: thing. <laughs>
0: no, but we take you seriously. Obviously, we're taking you seriously, but we have to lighten the mood. <laughs> that's that's why we do this. Jasmine, every, everybody's feelings in their own way, which I liked a lot, uh, expressed what's in the air, what's in the atmosphere. But on that note, the fear that I have personally, it is irrational. It is totally irrational because it doesn't make sense that they would do it just for this. I am worried irrationally that they are pinning the storyline on Madison's return and hoping that she can carry it, lift it out of the depths that it currently is at. And again, I say this and I know you're shaking your head because I'm shaking my head. It doesn't make sense to me that they would do that as much as everybody and their mother has said, Oh, these showrunners are stupid. They're not stupid. They are working with chief content officer, Scott M. Gimple. They are working with talented ass producers and directors who know how to capture... Like, a Ron Underwood from the last episode did a bang-up job in not only The Key, which was phenomenally filmed, and then also this last episode, Sunny Boy. So I don't think they're doing this. But again, I can't ignore this feeling. And I know, just like we talked about in the last episode, with Garrett Dillahunt leaving, it presented an opportunity to do something differently. If they are bringing in Madison, it made it so that they can do something differently and perhaps... Better than the, what they than than what they were originally going to do. So I could look at it both ways. Fear is a you, strong scent.
1: You will see a side to me you have never seen. If they bring Madison back and make her the fucking hero of all this bullshit.
0: Oh, I never said that. I meant hero to the showrunners, like for saving the the story arc. But to your what point,
1: what did I? What did I say was different?
0: Oh, uh, like hero of the of our people, or I don't, that's what I heard. I, I don't know.
1: Well, like saving the show saving the people oh, whatever okay. like same either or same yeah either way i <laughs> will de- be
0: but it doesn't make sense though right
1: into, i will be i will be pissed into silence i will be so mad i won't even be able to talk it might be enough for me to be like fuck this for a while gotcha i will be so mad if they bring madison back and she's like Waves a magic wand, or she solves and Charlie all the problems. Gets better. And right? Yeah, exactly. If they bring her back and she's the answer to everything, fuck all of that.
0: Uh, honestly, if if she can make Charlie feel better, that's a tick in the right direction. I feel shitty about that. That's.
1: I mean, that would but, be great. Yeah. I'd be like, "Good job, Madison." Now, fuck off.
0: Everything else. No, right? Yeah. But but to my point, though, you can see how that doesn't make sense. After all these seasons, they wouldn't. So
1: they might do it.
0: Pin their hopes. Do <laughs> you think? I, I just don't think they I mean,
1: that, why not? That would what be. What about very, this season has made sense so far?
0: Well, I mean, just just <laughs> in terms of the constant criticism that these two receive, and how sometimes even in the narrative they kind of go, "Ah, oh, fuck you, people. We're going to do what we want. Sure, We're going to do what we want to I do." Which I
1: respect most of the time. Like, yeah. no, this is our story, not yours. So, so when the, they're like, "Fuck you, fans," I'm like, "Okay, get it, boys. Yeah."
0: So when they bring Madison back, <laughs> I I don't think it's going to be to cow to those voices. It can't be.
1: I hope they bring her back just so we can watch her die for real.
0: Well, on that vein, (laughs) sure, but not that specifically, right? If they did bring her back, I always tell these people and kindly and and look, I am a Madison fan, too. As a Madison fan, I don't want that to happen. I don't want them to bring first of all, bring her back just to kill her off. That doesn't make sense anyway. Killing Morales after him not being on the show bothered me and then It not having any visual reverberations in Rick's character bothered me. I detected some, but then it went away because nobody knows how to do season eight. But (laughs) at the same time, if they did that to somebody that with so much gravitas as Madison, that wouldn't make sense. You'd have to be a junior level idiot as a filmmaker to do that. But on the other end of things, if she ends up solving the problems left and right, that also doesn't make sense, doesn't it? Because after Her all this coming time coming
1: back at all makes no sense
0: No, it makes some sense. She's dead.
1: Shoot, no she's dead. She can't come back. She died in a fire. No Most one's dead until they're argue. dead No one's gone until they're gone
0: <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah. That yeah, that was dead. fine. No one's dead until they're dead. She's is dead. fine. We all know the <laughs> saying <laughs> Don't say it right It was perfect <laughs>
1: We haven't even touched two more two more beefs I have. So the next beef is between Alicia and Morgan. So you might have to help me out here with, with details. But I believe it's when they're outside the bunker tunnel or whatever. They're like waiting for Sherry and Morgan. And Morgan's like, I have to do what Grace said. I have to take my baby Mo out of here. And then Alicia's like, but do you really? Mm. And then... In the very next scene, literally nothing happened between then and the next scene. All of a sudden, Morgan's like, I can't do it, Alicia. I can't leave you. And she's like, but you have to. They immediately switch roles with no explanation whatsoever. Did I miss something or was this role
2: reversal just out of the fucking blue? I guess I took Uh, it. Don't talk. Don't look at me. I took it more as like a when push comes to shove, like I feel reluctant about this. Like that's what I took it as. No, that's just my headcanon, so I'm like... From Morgan's perspective? Yeah, like, when push comes to shove now, I'm, like, not so sure. I feel really guilty about this. Like, I'm leaving, and I'm leaving all these people that I love, and now they're going to fight to make a place safe so that I can come back with this baby. So I'm just, like, coming back and reaping the benefits. So to me, it's on Morgan's end, it seemed like a reluctancy to go based on just, Yeah, to me, it's more rhetorical. It's the fact of, like, now I'm actually going. I will feel good about it. It was just really
1: irritating that they
2: that they yeah. flipped. On the Alicia no, to me, it's side, not irritating I think So quick. I think it was now that I know that I'm going to take responsibility and I'm going to lead, I'm still not fully there yet to 100% believe in myself. And so that's just a little bit of self-doubt showing. That's what I it, took that conversation as.
0: Yeah, me too. That, that's how I read that conversation. It's like acknowledging to the public that this is not something I would normally do. And Alicia going, this is not something I want to do. And they're both doing things that they don't want to do but is the right thing to do. Well, maybe like John Dory senior, I'm doing the right thing for the right reasons. Even if Morgan were to say, fuck that somebody else take baby Mo and blah blah. according to the show, Rachel, sorry, you're her father. You should be with your kid. Don't leave your kid with somebody else. You'd be doing the wrong thing. Well, like John Dory senior in the past, not just the present, you'd be leaving your kid to take care of Teddy. And then, You don't want to know what you'd have to do to get Victor, let's say. That's not what your baby Mo needs right now. Your baby Mo needs her father. After having these episodes with fathers that have abandoned their children to see a father be with his child instead, that's narratively uh, coherent to me after we've picked it apart, in my opinion.
1: What I'm irritated about, though, is specifically Alicia and Morgan just completely switching sides here from one scene to the next. And, like, nothing happens in between. Like, we literally see them say the opposite of what they just said in the scene before this. That's probably... It, was, it just seemed too back-to-back to It back seems to like me. a real... And I'm like, like what a, the... F- did
2: I miss something? An issue with pacing is what that seems like. Like, had there been more time in between, yes. it wouldn't have seemed... Because then it would be more impactful. Like, yes. this is when push comes to shove. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, there's yes. not enough time in between for you to really get there. I was more confused than yeah. anything. I really
1: thought I missed a scene in in between there or something. Like, what did I, what is happening here?
0: (laughs) Well, they were in a completely different place, right? When they have this conversation, that second one, they were near the water already, right? And they were saying goodbye-ish? Yeah, okay. Setting change made it real for me. This is actually happening. And so it made them say out loud the thing that they were thinking at the moment, verbalizing it in front of each other. Like, I want you to know... I don't want to have to do this because I, I feel shitty about Ben. That's, that's why it made sense to me. It was more rhetorical. I'm saying this because I have to say this because that's my character. Technically as characters, we're doing things we definitely normally would not do. That would obviously frustrate the audience also, by the way, <laughs> it's like, Oh, so we just need to, Morgan thinks yeah. oh, life is precious. Of course. So, right. So, but he, he's verbally so saying, really,
1: we just need to include these lines because this is what the character would say.
0: Yeah. That's even well, more
1: annoying. Yeah, I don't, like all, I don't like
2: that at all. Actually, <laughs> I don't
1: because, like that at all. Because because it takes it out of the out of the moment. Like that's not real Ooh, to me.
0: Well, I mean, if you, when you're explaining it, yes. But to me, I don't know. To me, I appreciated that because I like that when there's acknowledgement the fact that these characters are trying to do things that they nor- normally wouldn't do, but for good reasons. Like and also, I love the reluctant leader that Alicia is right now, which is like all of us. Is
1: saving baby mo that's his mission like i'm gonna go find this mysterious place and get baby mo out of here because one we don't want victor ever finding her and using her as leverage again two it's not safe the air is bad and blah 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 and all all that crap so what does morgan have to feel guilty about he's on a very important necessary mission I don't see where he steps back and goes, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. No, you absolutely should do this.
0: But we all acknowledged earlier on that, or at least Jasmine and I acknowledged the fact that like it did feel off. Even if it's for the right reasons, it feels off, especially for Morgan. So you have to kind of include some of these lines to kind of make sense of that offness. And so that's why it helped for me. It but we've seen me. Morgan
1: pick up and leave before, so I don't feel like that's off for his character. He left Virginia. That was, that was, under, that was under some very different circumstances.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. That's... that's mm. Yeah, that's. I felt that.
1: The war was over in Virginia. There, He really had no reason to leave then, and he still did. I mean, his friends even came to him and begged him to stay, and he still left. This he's doing for the right reasons. This is, in my opinion, anyway, more necessary than him leaving <gasps> Virginia.
0: Oh no! So we're arguing this, and we're making the same argument. You just didn't like the lines that had to. I mean, because you have to kind of make it good for everybody. I I know that the line could be confusing for some. The lines could be confusing for some, but for me, it rounded out things. It made things justified.
1: We don't have to necessarily beat that to death. It was just no. that was one of my beefs, I, uh, and, what's and the I other, think you're really has. Beef. The other beef. I think it has a. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with what Bridget said, the pacing. Okay, my last beef, my very last beef, and this is where we'll end it because it's so stupid. It's so stupid. We don't even have to talk about it. Oh, we need
0: stupid right now.
1: The uh, the automobile that Dwight hands to Morgan <laughs> is not the same mobile that he hangs up over baby Morgan. I, I thought that was intentional.
0: I thought it was. What?
2: What? what? It's not the
1: what? same? What? I thought
3: it was not the
0: same, Rachel. One.
1: He he hands him. Once, stop it. Are you being an ass right now? No, he, no, I no, no, I honestly no. can't tell. Actually, no. Dwight hands Morgan. He's like, here. She likes this, right? You know what the scene I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Okay, he hands Morgan a single hanger with a couple of things hanging off, and and they're all tangled up at the end. Cut to. Morgan is hanging it above Baby Mo, and now it's the two hangers crisscrossed, and
2: they're all dangling freely, not knotted up from each other. I assumed he had <laughs> taken it and, like, put them together to make it flat. Okay, I'm, I'm it not again. saying anything. Yeah, that was my, that, was, my that was my assumption. That was my that assumption. Yeah. Uh, that was all I was going to say about it.
0: That's all I thought. You, you know me. But I, I don't, even
2: if you're right, I don't care even if that. you're right, they were still
1: tied in <laughs> knots mm-hmm. at one end.
0: Right, right, right. Uh, I, I, I'll I say this again doesn't bother me but I did see what you it saw. It doesn't matter. I, don't, I yeah, did see what you saw. Matter. I did see what you saw and then when I saw him unfold I'm like well who cares because <laughs> that's obviously where it was going to go but stuff like that bothers you doesn't it?
1: Yes it really really bothers there is a person in charge of these things. They are called a script supervisor it is their job to check continuity from scene to scene so what is happening? What is going on? Mm. My eyeballs see these things and I can't focus on anything else when it when it happens. Well, that's just so, me, so she doesn't me write the show.
2: She script supervises the <laughs> show. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Well, if your eyeballs love seeing these things.
2: <laughs> I script supervise the these show. These things. yeah,
0: <laughs> These things. Not these yes. things. Head over to RateThisPodcast.com slash Walking Dead. Five stars in that plan is all you need to tell us that you love us. Rate us on all the different podcast platforms. Podchaser, maybe Spotify, Stitcher. Apple Podcasts. But rate us after every episode. Ber- berate us after every, every episode. Us. Sure. Tell us what we got right. Tell us what we got wrong. But tell us after every episode. And if you like what we are doing as a podcast, maybe we didn't say all the things that you wanted us to say. Maybe we don't feel all the things that you feel. Head over to ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead and maybe you can tell us in an episode when you buy us a coffee for 30 days of access to support about content you can join us in these recording sessions in the real-time chat or if you buy a survivor's tier membership you can show up on this podcast and say whatever the f- you want but <laughs> obviously you're going to be doing it in service of this podcast otherwise i want your money <laughs> your your kind of money you can also join a membership tier for as little as a dollar a month and have these benefits perpetually and when you join at least even the walkers tier, $4 a month, you get a lot of things right out the gate. And the other tiers, not much going on there, to be honest with you, except for the survivors tier. <laughs> but there are other benefits that to be had if you join higher tiers. Obviously, you're seeing them on the screen right now, or you'll be listening to the end at the end of this podcast when we acknowledge you at the end and get 50% off the merch store and join us in our Jackbox games if we ever get to do that again. But I've been your host, David Cameo. I experienced a ride in a pregnancy that went t- to term <laughs> with Cosmom Zero and I, Rachel Bird, and Survivors tier members, Bridget, ex-Prophecy Girl, on Twitter and ate <laughs> my first rodeo on Instagram. And Jasmine, who showed up midway through to give us some insights. Jasmine.iec on Instagram. And of course, Sharindy, aka Blazy Gardner in the chat. We love your ass very much. And you're gonna be getting a new mic soon, hopefully. God willing, I'll get this podcast in the can. After I'm done editing Better Call Saul episode 605 for your enjoyment today so with that everybody thank you so much for experiencing this along with us and witnessing the birth of this episode (laughs) to term (laughs) take care everybody have a good one and we'll be in better spirits in the next one perhaps because we're actually in the tower with conflict in the next one, so fingers crossed
3: do get your hopes up
0: No, get your hopes up, folks Be excited, be there with us Let's get our book pumping Alicia confronts Mor- uh, Morgan Whoa, Alicia confronts Strand <laughs> Let's fucking do this Last three episodes And like Sharon D said, we're going to war
2: That's what you get Take
0: care, everybody That's what you get. Wrong show, <laughs> wrong show, abort But first,
1: but first we have drinks
0: <laughs> Tits up <laughs> Take care, everybody. Goodbye. You'll see you next week.
2: Bye. I'm Bridget. <laughs> uh,
0: better call Bridget. <laughs> Thank you for making it to the end of this episode. The 13th episode of Fear the Walking Dead, seventh season titled The Raft. It's been such a pleasure getting... To break down these episodes i know it didn't sound like it at the time but you got to take the sweet with the sour but know that ultimately this is a great show we admitted it from the top we kept trying to remind you that we have to bring in some of our concerns but if you like what you heard obviously you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash squawking tell us what we got right and wrong but tell us after every episode and of course head over to ko-fi.com squawking to take part in our recording sessions to be in the real-time chat lending your thoughts to these episodes as we record in the only place you're going to find out when we record all the links and lovely little studios that you can join as well as be notified when our unedited episode recordings drop should you not be able to make the shows and speaking of ko com slash walking dead when you join one of our tiers especially the whispers and survivors tiers you get shoutouts like these people do at the beginning of our... well, at, sorry, at the end of our episodes, uh, on video, on YouTube, let's say, or right now. So, this episode has been brought to you by, first and foremost, our Survivor Seer members who... two of whom joined in our episode breakdowns. That's what you get when you join the Survivor's tier. There are a couple spots still left if you want to join us on screen and camera to tell us with your own words and mouth what you feel about these episodes so those people are at aliza jones 71 on instagram at jasmine iac on instagram who joined us today uh at x prophecy girl on twitter who was also here on this breakdown at real ryan gm on twitter and of course FanartLindy. lindy ko dash slash fanart lindy she has her own kofi page where you can buy her original artwork actually Should you choose to it's a great opportunity to get some original artwork at really good prices and she's just a great person to follow so you should follow her as well so with that we take it to our whispers here member, who also get shout outs at the end of the episode of course secondly (laughs) to our survivors here and those folks are at judith.morton on instagram at aiden underscore atkin underscore on instagram at Tyler Philip Cox on Twitter and Instagram, at J13Vorhees on Twitter and Instagram, at FrostedAngel67 on Twitter, and at Sandy Morrison on Facebook. Thanks everybody for making it to this episode. I've been your host David Cameo, and I was joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Burt, and Survivors Tier members Bridget, Ex Prophecy Girl on Twitter, and Ain't My First Rodeo on Twitter. I'm sorry. I'm. Instagram. did i say that right <laughs> x at x prophecy girl on twitter and ain't my first rodeo on instagram and at jasmine.iac on instagram that's jasmine no last name take care we'll see you very shortly and hopefully we'll have a splendid breakdown of the next episode titled divine providence that's the 14th episode see you soon